0: And welcome to Sifted's Game of the Year Awards for 2023. We told you guys before the year started that it was going to be one of the best years in gaming ever, and as it turns out, we were right, Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it literally, where would you place 2023 actually in the pantheon? Do you think it is the best year ever? It's up
1: there. I mean, it's it's top 3. It's like this 2007, I think, or 1998. Like those are your those are your top. Yeah, I, say. I think this is it. It's up. I, I I go back and forth, but like there's in terms of volume, there's nothing to compare it to. Yeah. Um. Part of the issue is like a lot of the stuff that was the biggest stuff ended up not really clicking for me in the way I hoped it would. Mm-hmm. Um. I could I could give you a lot of most disappointing game. Yeah, yeah. Here. That was,
0: I didn't have a problem coming um, up with those.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. It, uh, but but and just in terms of volume and like you know in terms of potential like I don't there's never been a year like this just from January to to the end of the year there's always some kind of thing that's like worth looking at that's yeah. never I don't remember the last I mean you're talking about like oh 98 was amazing because you got Half-Life and Metal Gear Solid 1 and Ocarina like yeah that that those both all came out in the space of two weeks I know that's like, the crazy part what, what about part. the rest of 1998 what do you remember from that you know? yeah so uh
0: yeah in terms of like a full year Amazing. Because the other thing we're going to do at the end of our awards is we're going to go and look at some of the really amazing games that came out this year that did not get recognized in any way in our awards. Because there's just, there's not enough awards to go around to recognize all the amazing games from 2023. It has truly been incredible. Um, We have 25 different categories today. Um, We did cut sports. Um, We did not include VR for the second year in a row. You going to miss that?
1: No, I mean, I didn't. There's some things I liked on PSVR2, but nothing that I really felt the need to.
0: Having spent time with it when you loaned it to me, there was nothing there that I felt like recognizing. Like
1: I liked the Horizon game, I liked uh, playing GT and VR. You know, it's nice. Yeah, but like nothing that was like amazing. You know, nothing I felt strongly enough that we should bring the category back. Yep, me too. And I don't have a a Meta Oculus or anything, so maybe there's stuff on there that. We yeah, well, Asgard's record.
0: Wrath just launched today. IGN gave that game a perfect ten. Asgard's yeah. Wrath two, which is like supposed to be the big flagship launch game for MetaQuest three. Although Quest three did come out before it, but it's getting sky high review scores. Mm-hmm. So that's something to keep an eye on. But Matt and I just didn't play enough VR games, so that's not included. And there just weren't any good sports games. Like I literally, I played all the sports games this year. I couldn't think of a single one that really left a positive impression on me. And so we cut that Mm -hmm. as well. But still, we have 25 different categories today. Um, I think this show is going to be awesome. Um, If you have not watched one of our award shows before, we show every game that we give an award to. You're going to see B-roll of each one. There are some games that we're going to recognize that you guys may not remember from the year. Things like that. Or some stuff that was from earlier in the year that may have just completely... Been released from your mind at this point. Um, we're gonna definitely bring back some memories and some nostalgia from earlier in 2023 because there was a lot of great games at the beginning of the year that I think a lot of people just kind of forgot over time. Um, so anyway, as I said, we do have 25 different categories. We got a lot to get to today, so we don't want to spend too much time. Um, one thing I do want to mention before we get going, though, um, I've been talking about how we have a QR code for you guys. Um, where you can buy us a beer for the holidays or whatever. Just so you know, some people had complained that they needed to be a registered user of Sifted in order to use the QR code. We have fixed that. Now you don't have to be a registered user at all. Anybody can use the QR code that's on the screen right now and go to our donation page and you can give us a dollar, a billion dollars, whatever you want to. Um, It works in 130 different countries. You can use PayPal, you can use a credit card. Again, I know a lot of people watch the show on YouTube or listen to it on podcast services and don't want to get involved with Patreon or getting involved with any new subscription service and just want to give us a chunk to say thank you for 2023, that's the best place to do it. If you're listening to the show and you can't see the QR code, just go to sifted.net slash donate, and that is the URL where you can find all that. And we'd really, really appreciate it. Um, Obviously, we just did Game Face, and I I literally verbally shared every single person who had given us a beer donation. Um, A bunch of you guys have done it. We really appreciate it. It makes a big difference, particularly right now when we're heading into the holidays and everyone has that big cash outlay to buy gifts and travel and all that awesome stuff. So anyway, there you go. Sure, F did just list the 2007
1: games. I think 2007 still, still clears. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. I think 2007 still. Well, let's one. take a look.
0: We'll bring it up on screen right now. Let's see what uh, Mario we got. Galaxy, COD Four, uh,
1: Bioshock, Uncharted One, Halo Three, Mass Effect, Portal, Orange Box, Crisis, Rock Band, Creed, Assassin's Creed One, Witcher One, Stalker, God of War Two, Ratchet and Clank Future. Like that's that's pretty good. That's amazing. Like that's that's more stuff I really, really, really liked than stuff i really 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 like this year i think
0: i also will give a nod to the earlier years because they're breaking ground then like they're, oh, yeah. they're figuring yeah, every out single,
1: every single uh, there's like half of the things he listed are things that like everyone
0: just rips off now yeah like still so yeah, ripping I, off yeah <laughs> yeah um let's see oh. yeah i mean i guess i would say that Strangle,
1: hold heavenly sword cane and lynch puzzle quest like that's yeah there's 2007
0: was no joke. Yep. Don Lionheart, thank you for Twitch Prime, man. Thanks to everybody who's doing that, by the like, way. there's an,
1: an argument. In hindsight, there's an argument that 2007 is kind of, like, where, like, the gaming became what gaming was going to become. Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah. Talica 1981, thank you for Twitch Prime as well. Um, Vincent asked, "Do you combine sports and racing?" No, we haven't done that because we didn't need to combine it because there was not a single sports game worth recognizing. Maybe we combine VR and sports. Yeah, VR and sports and (laughs)
1: racing—just a catch-all category. (laughs) Although, to be honest, like I might give GT Seven that. Yeah, like if you combine VR and sports and racing, like okay, the VR mode in Gran Turismo Seven, right? Pretty good. Yeah, it is. Um, If you can
0: do it without throwing up. Oh, (laughs) yeah, which I cannot. Yeah. Don Lionheart, thank you for the bits. Pharaoh Doll, thank you for gifting tier one subs. That's awesome. Um, thanks for the bits, everybody. Out of Baldy's Way, thank you as well. All this stuff makes a difference, and we appreciate it very, very much. And with that, Matt, I think it's time. I think it's time for us to get on with our Game of the Year Awards for 2023. We're going to kick things off with Best First Person Shooter, Matt's favorite category every year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that that category that also makes me go: Did I play any? of Yes, yeah, exactly. Game? Did I play? Actually, did you play like any first-person game? Some yeah. years, it's a question. Like it doesn't always happen.
1: I mean, I played first-person games, but nothing that I would really count as a shooter. Yeah, Starfield is not it.
0: Right, right. Although it is, I mean, it really. is, but, like, <laughs> but it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny how that works. Uh, Time me, thank you for Twitch Prime as well. You're getting in there just as we get things going. Um, okay, so best first-person shooter is our first category. One thing I should mention is most of the early categories, like the genre categories, we're we're just gonna have a winner we're not gonna have a, a runner-up or whatever as we get into the bigger categories at the end of our awards for like a handful of them we'll have a runner-up and a winner but for this best first person shooter we just have a winner and matt what is your winner robocop rogue rogue city robocop rogue city yeah. not surprised by this one at all one of two actual real first person shooters. <laughs> i was about I played to this ask year. how many did you play
1: <laughs> it was either this or immortals of avium yeah and uh I don't. I didn't, I didn't dislike it more. Yeah, I mean that's actually kind of a tough call, really, between yeah. those two games. RoboCop got it just because I think it captures the this IP I like so much, and I was so uh,
0: like unexpectedly happy with it. Yeah, I was just like, oh wow. Well, I mean, th- it's also in your wheelhouse. It's yeah. in my wheelhouse too, obviously. But yeah, um, this was. I don't want to ruin too much of our awards later later on, but mm-hmm. this also is going to be nominated for another award later on. Yeah, you'll well see deserved. this one later. Yeah,
1: something rather predictable. Yeah,
0: this isn't a one and done type deal for RoboCop. Um, what Definitely was it? Best driving game. What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> best sports game. Yes. <laughs> um, I was. I thought this this game was also great. I really enjoyed yeah. the time that I spent with it as well. Way more than I thought it, I would.
1: And if you're judging by straight shooter mechanics, maybe it's not. Amazing, but it is RoboCop.
0: But see, I like that it's different like that, Matt. Like, yeah. this was one of those games where you just felt invincible. Like, you weren't worried about getting behind cover or, like, sprinting out of the way or dodging. Like, this is I like. Mean, I certainly was later on. Yeah. Like, when they start using rockets. And right, 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 right. But well, you just shoot the rockets then. Like yeah. it's a different way to play. Like it really grab things and throw them. And like, yeah,
1: there's, it, it plays with the physics way more than I would have thought. Yeah, and because like, like when you see the the initial video, it looks like you're just shooting guys and yeah. like that's it and it's like okay you're just going to be invincible and blowing guys up but it's, it starts that way you can get pretty creative though and by the end of a fight like sometimes the room is just completely destroyed Yeah, like, like the destruction is very satisfying
0: well the funny part is when you start playing this you don't realize how big a deal the destruction is yeah. because you don't need it that much but as it starts to get more difficult you have to start really yeah. using all the elements that they give and then you and sometimes
1: it's just like you like the discovery of that is fun where you're like like oh i thought there were guys up on the up on the catwalk yeah. and you get up there and it's like Oh, when I shot those guys, it dropped this thing, and then the car exploded, and it, like, set something off up there, and they died because the canisters blew them up. And yeah. Like, uh, and and sometimes—I I do enjoy the touch of sometimes—and sometimes it's awful because they'll die physics-wise, and then reset the—they'll reset the character to, like, do the flip over the railing. Oh, right, like, yeah. They'll, like, fall over and then get back up and fall <laughs> over the railing, like, as a cowboy movie. Yeah. But I appreciate that they're trying to make it all dramatic, like, yeah, like yeah. it's a— the, I really like what this team was was after, and I think they mostly nailed it. Yeah, they really
0: um, did. I mean, I thought this game was going to be a joke when I first saw it. I, I literally mean, every laughed other at RoboCop it. Game <laughs> is like, there's no reason
1: not to think that. Yeah, and even to the point. I mean, when they first announced this, I was like, "You're making a RoboCop game in 2020? Yeah, why would you do that?" And it's like. <laughs> But no, they
0: it's it's great. As it turns out, even the young kids who don't know RoboCop very well enjoyed playing this game. Yeah, that shows you when you've done. Yeah, and especially
1: in the the, you know in the A cab era, where Mm -hmm. it's just like like getting anyone to play as. But it's like it is actually very. It's you know they remember what this franchise is. They remember what cyberpunk is, and even though he's obviously a cop, Mm -hmm. they are basically rogue cops in the system because like you know it's it's the anti corporate thing that was so prevalent in the old movies, and it's like. And it all really works. Yeah, like the tones right, the satires there, the 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 weird sort of like inevitable nihilism is there it's 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 very true to the to the to the property in a way that i don't think i've really seen many other robocop things not just video
0: games like i mean let's be honest not just robocop a lot of the 80s licensed stuff like let's it just isn't handled very well usually
1: and these guys have done that have done hit it out of the park with this and and done pretty well with that terminator retaliation game yeah that's true so uh i hope they get noticed and people start bringing some Some old IPs to them to to revitalize because I'm I'm sitting there thinking like, man, maybe these are the people that give us that great aliens. It's a studio to
0: watch for sure. Like it's there's there's a lot of potential here. Yep, absolutely. Um, You guys may be surprised at my pick for best first person shooter because I know you guys all assume I'm just going to give it to Call of Duty every year. However, that is not the case. My pick for the best first person shooter of 2023 is the finals you guys remember we covered this about a month and a half ago i was in the beta played the beta and i had a blast with it and as you guys know i am always a gameplay first guy not a huge fan of the gameplay in this year's call of duty it wasn't terrible but i wasn't a big fan of it this is a whole different story this game changes the way multiplayer first person shooters are played um if you remember when i talked about it a couple months ago i i was explaining how you can use the environment in the game and the explosives in the game to do things that you've never done before. So how the game works is it's not like it's not team deathmatch, where one team kills more than the other team and you win. You basically collect these things and you take them to these machines where you have to cash them in. And that's where everything changes. So there's these machines where you have to deposit the things to get the points. And what people do in this game is they'll put a blast charge on the floor the ceiling for them but the floor for you and will blow the floor out underneath you and drop the machine down and kill you not only that they have these other power-ups that are like these almost like inflatable like like goo things where you can like protect i again i've never played a first person shooter like it it's now out there it's a free to play game you guys can all download it and play it right now this left a huge impression on me. I had a ton of fun playing it. It made me think about first person, particularly multiplayer first person shooters in an entirely different light. I cannot remember the last time a video game did that for me. So also it's technically proficient as you can see by the B-roll. It's a good looking game. Maybe a little heavy on the in-game branding yeah. at times. <laughs> I don't like that they use
1: AI for the voice acting. Yeah, and like that's that. a little slimy. Yeah, like it, and it's like, oh, it's too expensive. Well, then why was it in your design doc? Right. If you can't afford it, what's it doing? Yeah, like? why is it in there? You're right. You're, be-
0: you're poor at budgeting for your game.
1: That but is more and more going to be a problem.
0: It is going to be, yep. But when the rubber hits the road with this game, the gunplay feels great. The weapons are awesome and over the top. It's entirely unpredictable. Stuff just kept happening in this game that I didn't expect. I can't remember the last time something like that happened in, say, a Call of Duty match. So mm-hmm. I had a ton of fun with the finals. Yeah. I think it's a great first person shooter. It is free to play. Go out, get it, download it, have fun. I know you won't be disappointed.
1: I think my only main reaction to, like, you know, the first time I saw that game was
0: like, it's too much yellow. Yeah. It's like it's color or whatever. Yeah. I, uh, that's a bad, bad <laughs> call. <laughs> it's a little one. Yeah. The art style, the. The overabundance of mm. in-game logos, like it's like the world is built yeah, out of the logo. And it's a weird thing
1: because, like, I really like the destruction thing. Mm-hmm. I really I, I, that was my favorite part of the old Bad Companies. Right the, yeah. the end of the match, like you know, you start with all this these buildings, and at the end, it's just this flat rubble ground. Yeah, rubble. Yeah. Like, that was great because like, uh-huh. it completely changed how you defended the point. It changed how you attacked the point. It's like whoever had the mortars had the advantage, and then like it, it was great. And they never really <laughs> did that again.
0: Yeah. There was one time in this game where. I was waiting for my thing to capture because it takes a little while. So I started the capture and I backed up and was in like a little closet, like off of the main room where the capture thing is. And some dude on the floor below me blew the floor out at an angle. So when it, it collapsed and I looked down, I looked through the hole and I could see him and his gun was pointed me, <laughs> and he shot me right in the face. Like that's the type of stuff that happens in the finals. Give it a try. Again, it's free. I don't think you'll be disappointed. If you like first person shooters, I think you'll have a blast with it. Next up, kind of a similar entry, Best Multiplayer Game. A lot of times there's crossover between Best First Person Shooter and Best Multiplayer, and that's why these two categories are stacked together. However, this year, that's not really turned out to be the case. No. You and I both picked the same game for the Best Multiplayer Game of 2023. Which might be the first time that's ever happened. I think it might be. Well, maybe if we go back to the last game in the franchise. true. (laughs) Actually, no, I
1: wouldn't have picked the the last no Oh, I you're right, because it, it launched in a, like crap. You're
0: right. And you guys have probably figured out by now that game is Street Fighter mm. Six. I This was an easy one for me. Yeah. Uh, this is because just the numbers. I spent more time playing this in multiplayer than any other game that I played this year. As far as number mm. of hours logged, playing against other human beings, this was the top for me. And obviously, that happens for a reason. Um, fighting games, I feel like for people like us, are always going to have a leg up on the competition in Mm -hmm. our Game of the Year awards because we're old and we're nostalgic for fighting games where we come from that arcade culture. Um, I think that's what I liked about this multiplayer the most, Matt, is that it captured the arcade culture. You're literally in an arcade mm-hmm. and you're just walking around the machines like trying to find people to play against
1: yeah they do a pretty good they do a good job of capturing the i got next feeling yep. without like making it an obstacle yeah to, to playing quickly
0: yeah and then just once you play yeah street fighter 6 is an amazing game to play very well balanced i felt like every match i learned something and got mm. a little better yeah and they've kept
1: the the season stuff going and they've had you know the ninja turtles tie-in was really cool like they've They've kept it like vibrant, mm-hmm. um, even post-launch. So, uh, Capcom really turned things around with how they how they went about this at one.
0: launch in particular. Because yeah. as you mentioned, the last Street Fighter at launch was kind of a disaster. Yeah,
1: absolutely, was, and eventually got good. You know, but by the end of things, Street Fighter Five was a very solid oh yeah yeah game. of course. But like it was, it's just it was nice to see. Capcom like took those lessons, yeah, and we're like, we can't make that let that happen again, and they didn't.
0: And gave us a legitimate single player campaign as well. Yeah. Goofball, but fun. Goofy. Yeah. I mean, what would you expect though? Yeah, I mean, that's what Street I expected Fighter. from Street Fighter. I didn't expect some serious story about. Yeah, that. I don't want them to attempt a Mortal Kombat <laughs>
1: no. with this one. No,
0: I, I like the two franchises the way they are. They're different enough that they're refreshing to play each one. Yeah, and and obviously, you know, Mortal Kombat one was a game that I considered here. Call of yeah. Duty was a game I considered here. The Finals is a game I considered here.
1: Um, it, it just nothing quite. There was something special about how the Battle Hub presents things. Yep. And if there's other you know fighting games that do that. You know, like, like a lot of the, the the Guilty Gears and Blaze Blues have had similar things. But I don't think it's ever been done to the to the product to the level of production value that this one does. And it all works. Yeah. Like. Like it was uh...
0: there's so much new stuff in this compared to other street fighters, too. Yeah. I mean, just the whole open world, the the little areas that you can run around in, the story, all the cosmetics that we're seeing right now. That's obviously been kind of a part of Street yeah. Fighter but and you can like
1: have all that in the online in the yeah. run around the arcade with your custom character looking however you want them to look yeah. run down in the middle of the thing and just have a little fight with people in the middle of the thing and everybody can watch it's it's great it's
0: great yeah really really good fighting game a great year for fighting games in general without a doubt so our winner for the best multiplayer game of 2023 Street Fighter 6 next up the category it feels like it's going to go away sometimes, but then it never does. It just hangs around. Not in the wake of that Walking Dead game. No.
1: <laughs> People true. forget that this genre was essentially dead for 10 15 years until the walking dead basically yeah. flipped it on his head like every once in a while you get like a socal game yeah. and you like and
0: that I'd have to it's like here you do the point yeah. and click thing no one else knows <laughs> how to play them. I was like all right like but now they're really a vibrant part of the industry again they're yeah. just as prevalent Which as is a lot great. of great
1: I love I they were some of my favorites in the 90s both because I thought they were int- the Lucas Art stuff and Darkseed and mm-hmm. and and the Sierra stuff and all the weird mist rip offs I loved all those things uh, in part because I just thought they were interesting and I like doing the puzzles, but also because um, I in the '90s I never had a girlfriend who didn't want to like play Mist yeah. like games <laughs> together. Yeah. Like, like, like well, everybody wanted it. to play Mist like games. Everybody loved Mist. Yeah. And Snood. I don't the, remember that one actually. Snood was a. I think that might have been Mac only, but it was Snood was a uh, puzzle bobble ripoff. Oh, I don't it's, remember that game at all. It's a. It was a shareware like. But everybody seems to know it for some huh. reason. I had a friend. I had my friend Tiff. Would she'd come over to my dorm room specifically to play Snood, and that was it. Like, like I would leave her in the in my room when I went to go to class, because she's like just playing Snood. I'm like, I'll see okay. you in an hour.
0: <laughs> That's cool. Um, but to Matt's point, in the last like ten years, like the genre has been revived, and I'm it's great to see millennials and Gen Z enjoying the adventure genre because it really was going to take them. Picking that up, or it might have gone away and yeah. become very obscure. So kudos, guys. Um, thank you for picking up the mantle so that we still have this awesome genre to play with. Um, so, Matt, what is your pick for the best adventure game of 2023? Uh, Talos Principle 2. Yep. No rec- recency bias here, Matt? I don't think so. I mean, you I like, just
1: played this one. Yeah, I like the first one a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I was trying to think of other things that really competed with it. This year for me, and there wasn't really anything. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a bad year for adventure games, actually. Yeah. I mean, I, like pure ones. Yeah. yeah. Like, like there was like The Invincible was, you yeah, know, yeah. I thought we about just covered it. We discovered that as well, not but, long ago. Um, and like um, there was also Invincible, the Adam right. Eve story. Right, which right. Was pretty good. But now uh, this one, I really like this one. I thought I was, I mean, it took nine years for them to, to make it, but like um it feels like nine years went into it it does yeah it's, it's gigantic it's it's multiple times larger than the original game it's got a way more involved story there's way more to do there's way more people there's actually people to talk to beyond mm-hmm. the, the three i think that were in the first game
0: well, i think what struck um, me the most was the story yeah
1: there's a <laughs> world building the story is very strong the character yeah. work is very strong um, you get to know all these robots that all basically look the same except they're different yeah. colors, and all, but you know who they are by the by the like an hour or two in. Uh, you get involved in the robot city politics and so yeah. they, like they, they like there's everybody's making social media commentary about all the puzzles you're solving and what you're seeing and stuff. It's great and like there's a big mystery to solve and you're not quite sure what's happening there. So there's kind of an ancient aliens thing, but the ancient yeah. aliens might be humans or they might yeah. be other robots. Like you don't know what any of this is until you get much further in the game. What eventually made me stop playing this was its difficulty. Um, it does get very difficult. Like by, by the fourth or fifth like biome, mm-hmm. it, it's like, oh, this is beyond my. Yeah,
0: like I knew I could. Solve I got to be them, in the
1: mood to sit down and do. Right, it. And, and I like, found
0: myself not in the mood like a couple right. times in a row, and then it. Just, and you got other things to play yep. for the show, and it, and it just fell just by the wayside. By. And
1: same with me, but like, um, I'll go back to it when I can. I mean, you know, hopefully during the break and mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, when I. But like, it is it is a thing where it's like, oh, these are taking me like you know 20 minutes to solve now yep. and you got to solve eight of them yep. to finish the area mm-hmm. and there's three more area. i'm like oh maybe i'll just play avatar again you know,
0: like <laughs> um
1: yep i'm gonna go hunt some weird this, deer but with my is, bow this was great like and it's beautiful like, yeah it's, it's like they, this is much like Street Fighter Six. This is how you do a sequel. This like, is also
0: a great trailer, by the way. I yeah, should add.
1: Trailers, and there's a lot of good cat stuff in it. Like I love yeah. that the robots. Love cats. Yep. Um, the cat memorial is like the saddest thing in in any game this
0: year. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't that's not a category in today's awards. By the no, way, sa- saddest, saddest moment. <laughs> saddest moment would not be. That <laughs> actually isn't a bad idea for a, a fun idea, category. Man. Yeah. We but we don't get
1: enough of those. I would argue in gaming. No. Now, that would be, if, like, if you really want to do game, the Game Awards, like, and not, like, like, you know, I think people would be less irritated if you only got 30 seconds to talk about winning best sad moment. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They'd be like, okay, <laughs> I will, play the music.
1: Because <laughs> I will say, I don't know if you saw the Larian guys, here's, here's what I wanted to say. Yeah, I saw Thread. that, yeah. you imagine if that fucking show had ended with that speech?
0: I know, yeah. There's
1: your fucking viral moment, Jeff.
0: Yeah. Don't cut these people off. Yeah. This is, this is real stuff. I mean, if he was serious, he probably should have asked them for the acceptance speech and read it and been like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, we need to
1: run this. That's not a bad idea. Have everybody uh, at least it. game of the year, like, yeah. like screen their acceptance speeches, yeah. and, like, and
0: not for content. Not to be like, don't put that in there. No, no, no. Just to know just, how
1: long they intend to talk, yeah. so you can balance the show. If you, you know, obviously they know the winners ahead of time. Yeah, the winners don't know, but yeah. Jeff knows, so they yep. could balance the show time to, to give that. Room. Yeah,
0: for all they know, Larry and it's be like, well, they asked everybody for just in case. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it could work. So. That's a good pick. However, I did pick a different game, one that I knew you wouldn't pick because you already told me that it didn't resonate with you, and my pick for Adventure Game of the Year for 2023 is Cocoon. Um, some people may look at this game and be like, really? Is that an adventure game? It yeah. is. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. There's it no is. action in the game at all. It's, I mean, as much as Dallas Principle is, right. it's just It's puzzle, simple it's movement solving. and puzzle solving, yeah. and that's all there is to it, but um, I really resonated with the tone of this game and the the way the puzzles worked in the game. It's one of those games where you first start playing it and you're like, what is this game asking me to do? And it does a great job all on its own of organically showing you exactly what you need to do. I never got stuck in this game because I didn't know what to do. It was trying to figure out how to use all the elements that they were giving me to solve the puzzles is what would stump me. And that to me is good puzzle design. So um, I had a blast with this game. It is, is this only on Xbox still right now? No, I played it on PC. Oh, you did? So. Okay. So it is multi-platform. Um, but it is like, it's one of those games, there's no voice acting, there's not a whole lot of plot. Like, you kind of have to figure out what's going on just by how your character interacts with the other characters in the game. Um, there's kind of a duality of worlds element coming into play here, which is something that I feel like is kind of starting to be overused a little bit. I feel like a lot of people have been like, okay, we have these SSDs. What can we do with them? Oh, we can do dual worlds. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what everybody is using the SSDs for now, like being able to warp to another world yeah, really like, quickly. I mean,
1: that's one of the first things you're going to think of when you realize you can
0: load that much into yeah. memory that fast. hmm and they don't really use that trick per se in Cocoon, but it does have those similar gameplay well, elements. Jumping in and out of the orbs is basically doing yeah. that. Like yep. it, it, it's.
1: An, I mean, it's sort of like Ratchet and Clank, where it's like it's just it's a cool trick, and it it is used for a purpose, mm-hmm. so it works. Yeah, it, it, it just for whatever reason, it just didn't quite click with me. I don't know what it was. It just, yeah, it just left me a little cold. It is a cold game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is. It's not a heartfelt. I mean, it kind of becomes that way eventually. But at the beginning of the game, it's just like you don't know what's going on. Why am I controlling this beetle? What, mm-hmm. it, it, everything is very weird and odd Where's about John this? and Ringo. Like, yeah. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> exactly. Um, but and I would I would argue too. Like if you play this game and you play it for the first like twenty minutes, like you do have to give it a little bit more time than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could see where maybe somebody picked this up and they're like, ah, I don't really like this. This isn't for me. But I think yeah, if I mean, you, you, you got to let it, the
1: puzzles evolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I just it didn't really hold my attention past like the third or fourth boss yeah um cool i cool what they're doing cool ideas but it's like
0: also it, the it boss must, fights it, where it, you don't actually fight the bosses yeah like, that's like they're clever. really creative and clever yeah i like,
1: guess like it must it, this for me this must this must be like, like, like what the people who bounce off disco elysium feel like yeah maybe you know? Yeah, it's just like okay this like this game feels like it was made for me but like some people are just not gonna get it Yeah, and like that's sort of how i felt on the other side of that for for cocoon
0: yeah um it's been getting some awards other places but yeah i mean i have told people to play it because mm-hmm. you know I, some people will really like it yeah for sure um so that's my my uh, game that uh, wins adventure game of the year for 2023 it's cocoon mm. the other one i was thinking about uh and it didn't really have a shot against Talos principle but
1: let's say Talos principle 2 didn't come out i probably would have given it to uh venba hmm
0: I really liked Venba. Remember when I talked yeah. about it on the show? Did you go back and play it then? Yeah, I played it after you talked because okay. I, I didn't know it existed. And you ended up enjoying I liked it, it as well. Yeah. yeah. It, it that is where That one of the did game, have heart to it. That struck me in the yeah. feels. yeah, that game did for sure. So that imaginary category of game that made me sad, Venba is one of those games for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but the the game part of it is where I was I was unable to give it an award because there wasn't much game to yeah. it.
1: That's true. It's I mean, kind of, that is
0: the that is pitfall of the genre yeah. sometimes. And that's the the fuzzy line that you're dealing with with the adventure genre. is like, is there gameplay or is it just a visual novel? And I'm a gameplay guy, so I tend to gravitate towards the ones that have mm-hmm. a little bit more interaction. Um, but I did love Venba for sure. Um, also, Goodbye Volcano High was probably another one mm-hmm. that was bouncing around in my mind a little bit. But ultimately, I settled yeah. and on. And I cocoons. never did get around to Oxenfree 2. I did. Yeah, I and, know you did. And that I considered sense. it, but I thought it was I didn't think it was as good as the first one, mm-hmm. honestly. I was kind of disappointed by it. So, for me, it was Cocoon. But I guess now that we're talking about it, not a terrible year for the adventure genre. No, there are some it good was ones. All right. Yeah. I think it was okay. Um, next up. Best RPG, best role-playing game. This is always kind of a splitting hairs category <laughs> because we have like action RPGs, and some people want to say they are RPG. Some people say they don't. It's like, what's the line? Um, I agree with you in that when I go to give awards for this category, I try to lean towards the game that focuses on the actual role playing mm-hmm. and that just doesn't have RPG elements to it. Um, so i will give yeah. a nod to the games that focus a little bit more to be honest with you on kind of the traditional D and D environment at, that i come from
1: at this point you're kind of in this thing where it's like okay just because you put hit points and leveling in a game you, rpg elements are everywhere now rpg mm-hmm. elements are in call of duty multiplayer yeah they're like, everywhere now it
0: really is crazy yeah. yep everything's got a meter now that you're filling up constantly mm-hmm. to get to that next level yeah and with all that in mind matt what is your pick for the best rpg of 2023 um, I had to go with
1: Starfield. Starfield, because uh, while Starfield is uh, mechanically deficient in a number of ways, and I've talked about how you know, it you know, once you get past the the initial rush of it, you're like, oh, space doesn't really matter. No. This game. So, it, but like, I played this game for 150 hours. Yeah. Which is more <laughs> time than I played. Uh, uh baldur's gate 3 and like any other rpg this year combined wow so wow that's amazing uh and it, uh, it's just, so like i i must have liked it yeah right? and um i haven't gone back to it for much because it's just too much to do because i know if i get if i get back into it i'm gonna get sucked into it and i won't do anything else like yeah i'm, I'm gonna like not play the things i need to play to talk about on the show basically mm-hmm. Um, I was it's kind of good I had COVID when this came out. No and right. I had, and I, I, You're always gonna remember
0: that about oh, Starfield. Yeah. So there's a little <laughs> bit of
1: negative attached to it because of that, but also it's like the only time in years I've been like, Okay, I can't do anything. Yeah. I can't go out, I can't see yeah. anyone, I can't go <laughs> do it. I I'll, I have nothing. The most responsible thing I can do right now is to sit here and do nothing but play this game for four days.
0: Yeah, and that's what I did. Yeah, I I do think that the role playing elements in this game are strong.
1: They are. Yeah, they're 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 trying. My, uh, the, my only downside on it is like I don't. I think the role playing elements they they played them up more than they have probably in any other other RPGs. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like many of the characters in it. Yeah, like, i I'll admit I didn't either, really. Like, it's, like I don't like the companions in this game. Yeah. I, I don't. Uh, the, uh, Sam, I like okay, mm-hmm. just because he's sort of a cowboy. Yeah. But he keeps dragging this fucking kid on the ship. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, if, if I bought a bigger ship at one point just so to hope that that kid went somewhere else so I didn't have to hear her talk <laughs> the whole time I was flying the ship. Because <laughs> there's, like, things where you're like, I'm in a fucking dogfight. And yeah. she's, she's like, Dad, let me tell you this knock-knock joke. I'm like, let me tell you the joke about throwing you out the, <laughs> the airlock. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, um but yeah I, yeah I enjoy the exploration i like scanning the planets I, you know it did deliver that kind of you know more realistic exploration vibe for me mm-hmm. as it compared to like no man's sky scanning yeah, scanning is great um
0: and I had, a re- I had a good time with it. I did, too. I had a lot of fun with Starfield. Yeah, I uh, only played it for, like, 50 hours, so... <laughs> like, do I, I th- drew the line somewhere, Like, Kyle. do I think it's
1: mechanically better than, like, Baldur's Gate 3? No. Yeah. But, like, I liked it more. Yeah. That's it. Yeah.
0: It's your I'm not RPG am call- yeah, I'm year. not
1: calling it a better game than Baldur's Gate 3, necessarily, but I bounced off enough of Baldur's Gate 3, and I did not bounce off nearly as much of this. Or at all.
0: At 150 I, hours, I there's off the, not much bouncing off at 150 hours. I bounced off the space combat.
1: At me. Yeah. It was not... I just stopped caring about it after a while. Yeah, well, it just became, I mean, the people who say it's just, be, after a while, it just becomes a fast travel map, is, they're they're it's not true.
0: They're not wrong. Yeah. There's but, not enough to do in space. There's... there's they can fix that over they time. They can fix,
1: yeah, there's stuff they can do to make that better, make it a more complete package with the DLC expansion, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they, I hope they will. Yeah. Um... But I don't know, you got you got some of those developers out there being like, You guys don't understand why this is the way it is. I'm like, You're right, but also one of the reasons it is the way it is is because you're just combining features from your other game you know, it's like why are the powers like this? Because that's those are just Shouts, dragon shouts, yeah. and then the extended ones are the fallout. They're just relabeling rela- actua- things. Yeah, it's yeah. relabeled mechanics from the other game. So yeah. it's like, I on one hand, yes, people don't generally know much about game development, and criticizing, it, they mostly sound like they don't understand anything they're saying. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I know a recycled game mecha- mechanism when I ne- when I see yeah, one, yeah, of and course. it's like. There's more I mean there's more you can do with how and I somebody modded the thing to be able to
0: fly freely like in like yeah. a week. Like, <laughs> it's so funny how the fans get that stuff done in like a couple days. I mean I'm
1: sure you need to have it be a more rock solid mechanic. Yeah, and thing, get it all certified, make it, make make it, it a crap. pro yeah, all that. But like Hey. Well, what was what one fan group that was making a multiplayer mod for it gave up because, quote, the game's boring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, to be fair. I absolutely would not want to play that game multiplayer. No. That would be Why boring would multiplayer. You? Yeah, would like, be. What,
0: what do you gain from yeah, that? There's no point. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So Matt's pick is Starfield. My pick for the best RPG of 2023, if you haven't figured it out by now because we didn't pick the same thing, it is Baldur's Gate 3. Matt, just this morning, when I was taking a shower, it's always one of my most reflective moments of the day where I can just think about stuff, especially Astarioon. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was, <laughs> I was thinking back to my days as a very young boy playing Dungeons and Dragons, and I ah uh, the Thaco era. My mind flashed back to my character sheet and the character that I had, and I remember how destroyed that sheet was. Like it was this piece of notebook paper mm-hmm. that I had drawn my crest on and I had all my stuff on there and written it all by hand. And I had taken it to so many people's houses that it become tattered mm-hmm. and worn and thin. You stuff so much you wore a hole through You wore a hole it, yeah. through some of it. It and this game took me back to those moments. And like you can't to me, there's no amount of money I could spend that's not worth that. Like going back to that awesome time of my life where me and my friends were getting together every Saturday and Sunday in the basement of my friend's house to play Dungeons and Dragons together. This game took me back to all of that. And talking about the role-playing, the role-playing in this is insane, Matt. I talked to people, so Pactor just started playing this, by the way. Mm -hmm. He he finally moved on from Tears of the Kingdom. He's now playing Baldur's Gate 3. He started telling me about his stories that he's played so far, and I was like, it's completely different from my story. (laughs) Completely different! Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, what about this? He's like, well, I did this and that. And I was like, yep. oh. Like.
1: Well, it's like there's the, the video that's been going around um, of the of the, that woman describing all the different ways to tackle the goblin camp. Right. And it's like 11 minutes long and there's yep. like 40 different things you can do and things I didn't even remember, Like, you can seduce the goblin queen. Well, remember, I stuff.
0: put I poisoned them all. Yeah. I, I put poison apples in their food and I started yeah. watching them drop. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah. But like, and that was sort of in response to, you know, what I complained about with the Game Awards where that, that it didn't win game direction or narrative. Yeah. I'm just like, you're crazy. Yeah. I mean, you, that was a
0: huge missed. Yeah. Like I mean. the fa-
1: and like, you, like people can go through so much of this stuff and never describe the same situation. And a bunch of the stuff you choose to do will come back and haunt you 70 hours
0: later. Like no, it's, it's true. Like, it's shocking, actually.
1: It's crazy. And like, even just reloading a save, because at one point, I, did, I don't remember what I did. I did something wrong and I had to reload a save. I think it might have been in the Goblin Camp, but I went back to and the, early, the, the latest save I had because of the auto saving and forgetting a manual save was before when I first got to that camp where the kid tries to steal stuff from you. Yeah. And so that conversation I had again, but this time I spotted, I got the roll and spotted the kid who was trying to pickpocket me, and that whole thing went completely, Plays completely different. It's
0: mind boggling like, how they made this game. It really is. Like,
1: and that to me is uh, from uh, one of my issues with it with the rolling all the time is is that like on uh, in other games if you fail the the check for something you just have to pick another option you don't right. get the optimal option. In this it continues. Yeah. And you you live with the consequences Yo, yeah. of this random result. There are I, lots of times that where <laughs>
0: bugs the shit <laughs> yeah, out. Of I can me. see why. Um, yeah. But it like, also reminds me of D&D because it's like there was times where I felt like I was completely out of control of what happened to my character. Yeah, and I don't like that. But I understand it. It's an amazing achievement it at the is, same time. It's really like, yeah. And I see Sound Wizard is like, "Woohoo, you can send me the trophy instead of yeah. Larian because he is he did the sound for Baldur's Gate 3. Congratulations, yeah. man." Like, your work in the game is also amazing. The
1: other thing I'll say about this is um like it starts pretty standard issue D&D story. I mean, you guys you start an illithid ship, that's a little weird, but like yeah. uh a little more epic than normal. But like you know, you are okay, in a wooded area and you're killing kobolds or whatever. Mm. This game goes crazy yeah. later like you have no idea where they're going with this like you it, really don't it gets world shattering yeah, by yeah. The end. from directions you don't expect world shattering to come but
0: then from. you remember like yeah. there's like this game is so big like you eventually start to forget decisions that you made things that happened where you were disappointed yeah. like things you'll be where mad related? at your
1: past self for making stupid like And Snap decisions on things that you thought were nothing. And they're like, oh, no. no. (laughs) It's awesome. You did the thing. I'm like, oh, yes, yes, I did that. I did the thing. I did that. (laughs) It's great, man. Oh, should I reload that save 40 hours or no? (laughs) I'm not doing it. I'm going to have to live with it.
0: Yeah. That part's great. Yeah. So as as a role-playing game, I think Baldur's Gate, it, it just... It hit all the pushed all the buttons for me again as an old last D D player. It took me right back to being like eight and nine years old again, sitting in the basement with my buddies, coming into pulling my 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 player thing out of my pocket. It's like folded up like five times. It's like you unfold it and it you can see like the crease lines are about to rip. like. It, I just remember everything. I remember the smell of my friend's basement. Ew. <laughs> it wasn't great. Yeah. But I remember, I'm like, Yeah, his basement mm. smelled really musty. Like but yeah. that's what stuff like this does. It that's like what a dungeon would also yeah. smell like it's okay. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so anyway my pick for RPG of the year for 2023 is Baldur's Gate 3. I admit that if uh,
1: in re- if it was a real life RPG, I probably would have decked the DM a couple of times. <laughs> <quite a bit. laughs> there were times
0: I wanted to deck my friends who were DMs back
1: in the day. It's, inter- I- it's interesting to see like a lot of the people that I know who like this game the most are people who either who don't play a lot of video games, yeah. and so aren't kind of as judgmental about the mechanic- mechanics in play, or who have never really played. A tabletop RPG, yeah. So they don't understand how mean the DM is being in in Baldur's Gate three. Also, but like it's kind of better because they they just go with it. They just yeah. accept it and go with it, and like they're having a much better time than I did. So I'm kind of yeah. jealous. Well,
0: it's also funny looking back because you realize that one of your best friends like held control over something that was very important to you. Mm. But the thing is, is you're all very young, so you don't have the ability the ability of foresight like you do when you get older. So if you're a kid who's a dungeon master, like. You can just be mad at me because I beat you at basketball Mm. earlier. And you're going to kill my character. But you don't think about, like, well, if I kill Shane's character... The blacksmith turns into a dragon and eats you. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But if I kill his character, he's not going to play anymore. Mm. And we're going to lose somebody who plays D&D. Like, that's the type of stuff as kids that nobody thinks about.
1: luckily, when people i played with we were all also comic book nerds yeah so we had very elaborate methods of getting characters back to life
0: oh. <laughs> after something horrible happened to them which was sort of part of the game right was it a, was kind of yeah. like how
1: is that character going to come back because we
0: can't thing. kill him cause you had good friends yeah <laughs> i did not apparently anyway there you go my bet the best rpg of 2023 yeah. in my opinion is Baldur's um, Gate. also
1: 2. if you haven't seen the D movie that came out this year with chris pine Go do that. I haven't actually. It's real good. Wow. I had heard that, but I just it's didn't. Way it. better than you think it is. And they're talking about. They're, I saw a thing yesterday where they're t- there's like studios talking about making a Baldur's Gate three movie, and I'm like. Uh. You, you have a D and D movie. <laughs> they literally mentioned Baldur's Gate in, in the D. It yeah. takes place in Waterdeep. That's just up the coast from Baldur's
0: Gate. Like, just yeah. put Baldur's just Gate shit in the <laughs> sequel. Just to get the in your car and move your ass up the coast. It's all those, ca- most of
1: the characters you you have in the in Baldur's Gate three are established D and D characters, like uh, yeah. uh, the Demon Girl or yeah. and all that. Like, those are all a bunch of them are real, yeah. like, already characters. Right? Just have them show up in yeah. live action. Like, how great would that be? Yeah. Yep, put sense. Baldur's Gate in the subtitle. You know, yeah. Dungeons and Dungeons Dragons. Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate.
0: We. <laughs> right. like, like <laughs> Baldur. Yeah, they go to Baldur's Gate. Fuck yeah, you. That's all like, we need a, to know. That's all you,
1: it, just put it in there.
0: <laughs> all right. So let's move on. Next up is best indie game. And Matt, it is indie game here on Sifted. It is not yes. independent game. I did that purposely for you. um and we will. Although def- both of ours are
1: legitimately independent,
0: they games. are. Yes, um, and I didn't do that on purpose. It just kind of worked out that way. But that I it worked out. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> I didn't pick Dave the Diver. Spoilers. <laughs> There's a shocker too, uh, Matt. What did you pick for best indie game of 2023? I picked. I think this is one of
1: those games from earlier in the year that you that nobody remembered. Uh, That you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, Everspace
0: 2. Matt, I forgot this game even came out this year. I know you did. (laughs) I started looking at your rundown, and I was like, what? That I didn't even... I completely forgotten about this game. Yeah. In fact, I had to go grab I, B-roll, because I had deleted the B-roll off the track. You never, you didn't think this was going to be needed later, <laughs> I, did you? I didn't. <laughs> now, this... I I played this
1: for, like, 80 hours. Yeah? Um, this is probably my second most played game of the year. Wow. And it is a... Uh, it is an independent game. It's by... um uh, Oh, what's the name of this... Goddamn... I can't remember the name of the studio, but they're... They're like it's like twenty five people and they independently make these and publish them themselves. It's that's it's, pretty incredible. It, yeah, it's, it's a it's the definition of a double A game basically, um, and this is basically an action RPG looter shooter uh, space game, and it's got a pretty decent story and a huge world to, uh, all but these like seven different solar systems to go to tons of quests to do random locate like way more varied random locations than starfield and you never even get out of <laughs> the ship
0: are there people um, are there other human characters or human players in the world or no. is, is single it, player is a single player okay. rpg
1: um and uh it's just you I'm, love like, these games, man. I love space combat stuff. You and love one,
0: space RPGs. Yeah.
1: yeah. And one of the reasons uh you know it, this is this is what Starfield was kind of missing. Yeah. Like this does because it's all it is. It it's, does it's the other combat. part really well. Yeah. <laughs> and Starfield does the Starfield other part really you get well out of the ship and walk around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you can't yeah. fly down to planets and you don't get to walk, get out and walk around, but you can fly down and go through canyons and land and do trading and there's all mm-hmm. a bunch of and get bigger ships and you can customize the ships like every bit of the ship has different like you know cosmetic parts you can unlock and change them around you can upgrade you have a whole fleet of ships that you get to like switch between and uh you get various powers from your allies and like it's there there's tons and and like it's a co- actually a pretty compelling story because you play you're you're a clone pilot yeah, like in a in a in the aftermath of a war where clones were outlawed like mm-hmm. so you have to hide your identity you have to hide your identity and pretend make sure nobody knows you're a clone but the main bad guy in the game is Another clone of you. no. Who, oh, of who, you. Who might be the original you. Oh. You don't know. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Um, That'll make it think I mean, a little bit. The original you is, like, from hundreds of years ago. Uh-huh. Like from a hundred years. It was a long time ago. But yeah. he, he, he was such a good pilot that they continued to clone him to make... So, it's like... And like you're running into people like one of your one of your main allies knew an, like other clones of you. The AI in your ship has been the AI companion of all the clones. Oh of geez. You. And every once in a while, it's just like, "Yep, yeah, you you do this," and, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, does it work out?" He's like, "You are the 345th clone that I have." Yeah, it's, like, it's
2: like, "Oh, it doesn't work <laughs> it out." Doesn't well work out.
1: <laughs> um, That's funny. It has a sense. So it has a sense of humor. Yeah. Um, I just really I really enjoyed it. It's uh, it kept me, playing and kept me playing and kept me playing, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, like it's a pretty, very beautiful. It's it's got that you know, it's not realistic astronomy, but it does you know strike a good pose and make make a pretty picture.
0: Yep. So yeah, that is oh, and is when that you, PC only.
1: Uh, no, it's on it's on the did on it come PC out spot. On consoles. It, it came out on consoles, okay, and not the Switch, but like yeah. And also, when you when you there's you can warp between so, so, uh, solar systems with warp gates, but you can go like you know hyper lights like faster than light speed to cross the solar system real quick and when it does that it does it in real time and it plays like the most like boppy upbeat like synth wave when you do it you're like <laughs> it's like this is super inappropriate for like i don't know but it's like really catchy uh-huh. it's like and so like you'll be like you know jetting across the solar system and it's like that's a bop yeah, that's pretty good <laughs> the rest of it's like kind of the
2: oh
1: right what you would expect basically yeah, it's like the halo shit. <laughs> yeah. but when you when you fast when you like go to go to
0: you know sublight speed it's just like, <laughs> like okay
1: like, you have a little disco on your, yeah. on your Ship while you're, while you're going from Jupiter to Mars. It's, it gives
0: the game a little personality. Yeah, sure. it does have a personality. It's got his. Because that is one thing I would say about those open space trading RPGs. It, it can RPG. be a little dry. Yes. <laughs> no, this is <laughs> That's not. That's why like I that. tend this, to stay away from them. I would
1: compare. And, and the first Everspace was basically a Dark Souls mm. in space thing. Wow. This is a straight up RPG. Like, it doesn't have that. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an RPG in space with a spaceship. And, okay. Um, I would compare it probably closest to Chorus if you remember that at all. Yeah, I do, actually. Except with less uh, psychic magic. Yeah, I remember that part of it,
0: too. Okay, so there you go. Matt's pick for best indie game of 2023 is Ever Space 2. Vincent
1: says it's on Game Pass.
0: Oh, right now it is? Yeah. Oh, great. It's still on Game Pass. Go give it a go. Uh, My pick for best indie game, and it was a... This is hard. There are a lot of... Just like everything else, there are a lot of really good indie games this year. And I do wonder if maybe there's a little bit of recency bias impacting my pick, But my pick for Best Indie Game of 2023 is Jusant. We just covered this not that long ago. It's kind of like a Team Eco game Mm -hmm. where you're climbing a mountain. It's got this very mysterious story. You don't really understand what's going on. You're just this dude who wanders up to this big cliff face i mean, I mean something bad happened something right it's a it's post apocalypse yeah. so you know something terrible has happened. you don't know what has happened to the society and that's the mystery that you want that you solve throughout the course of the game there's no voice acting there's it's one of those things where you just kind of bump around the environment and just slowly uncover the clues of what happened to this missing civilization now in the midst of all that again i'm a gameplay first guy I always look at how you play a game. And this, to me, is one of the most innovative games of 2023 as far as gameplay is concerned. So you are climbing and you have a rope that you climb with. And the physics that they use for the rope and sort of the design of how they let you use the rope, very creative, very unique. The physics that they use for the rope, the way it will wrap around things. Like, I just started messing with it. I'm like, okay, you got your rope physics. Let's see what kind of rope physics you really got. And I would start wrapping it around things and seeing if it would create tension to allow me to kind of spring off it. And it does like the real mm-hmm. physics are all there. Um, you can really learn to mess with them after a while. Um, again, like the mystery behind the game. It's like one of those things where you keep finding sort of these little scraps of paper throughout the environment. As you go, you learn more and more about it. The game does a great job of building your skills as far as climbing, um, because another element of the game is you have that the climbing rope, but you can also attach it to things, and then when you're ready to release it you hit a button and it releases, kind of like the cord on the vacuums from like, <laughs> from like the 70s and 80s um, but part of the strategy of playing this game is knowing when to release the cable, because sometimes you release the cable and you're like, oh I shouldn't have done that, and you have to go back and start over, go back to that hold reattach it, I just there's no other game that I played in 2023 like Jusant, on many levels just on the story and kind of the cryptic clues that you get trying to piece everything together weren't a lot of games like that this year there's never been a game where you mm. climb like this ever and i'm not saying that like assassin's creed should change this style of climbing like no that wouldn't really work it wouldn't work it works you got, for this you got, game yeah, you got to design the game around this and they have yeah. um i had a great time with this game i love the mystery behind it i was kind of spellbound playing it and then just after you kind of understand what the game wants you to do, just messing around with the mechanics and the tools that they give you to find different ways to get to places. Because ultimately, this is really a 3D platformer. You start on the ground. You're trying to climb to the top of the mountain. Um, and, you know, it's pretty crazy at times to just look down and realize how far you climbed already throughout the course of the game. I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, here you're starting to see just sort of how the rope physics work, and you can swing back and forth. You can use yeah. that to get to different places. Well, my thing with that was, like, a bunch of the places
1: you got to swing back and forth. I felt like it wasn't very clear what they were trying to get you to swing to mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, no, you're um, right. There were times where I was like, "Wait, what am I trying to do?" And, and, and I think there was a point where I just was trying to make this one ju- one swing jump, like for like. 10 15 minutes and then i i missed it again and then i accidentally grabbed the part they wanted me to grab which was like down below where the camera wasn't showing. i'm like fuck you matt don't
0: you remember when i talked about it i said mm -hmm. i'm like a lot of times you don't know what to do in this game and it's always telling you to go up but what you have to do is release the rope and go down Mm -hmm. So i I think my the line i even maybe said was like sometimes you have to go backwards to go forwards in this game um, but you're right. It takes a while for you to realize that, and it can be frustrating at first. You're like, "Wait a minute! Like, I'm supposed to be going up. There's no way to go up." And then, almost by accident, I held like the release button, and I was like, "Whoa! Like, mm-hmm. I can go way down." This it, thing was—I knew exactly where I was going because it was like the one of the you know
1: the, the checkpoint things where you're like, "Okay, that's what I, where they you know where the big thing spreads out." Right, right, right. Like, yeah. it was, I knew where I had to go. Yeah. And I knew that's where I needed to be. But it just didn't Getting there. tell me. it didn't communicate to me where the thing was. I was and it looked yeah. like I should be able to get the thing. I'm yeah. like, dude, just just a little more. Like, just grab <laughs> it. Just do it. You know, it's one of those video
0: game things where you're like, yeah. just reach. Just, just it's on. right there. I could do that. Yeah, come on. Yeah. This is one of the, this game. Like, once you go down the first time, then you start looking for it, and mm. then you're over it. Then you're just like, oh, okay. Now that's something that I should do. You're right, though. It should have had like arrows pointing down like the first time that you do it or some yeah, kind like, of a visual indicator slather,
1: like yellow paint all over yeah. everything or anything but like yeah there were just things where, it was one of those things where i'm just like i don't have the patience for this right now like mm-hmm. um i never actually went back to it but uh it does have it, you know it is a very impressive technical achievement yeah um and this is this is don't nod right it is yeah, yeah. Yep. Those, so here I, you can see, like... I don't know. It's it's funny when you see, see those companies where it's just like, you really just sort of collected a team of geniuses really? and just keep <laughs> making stuff, huh?
0: Like It is pretty crazy. The different genres and styles of games that Don't Nod will make. Yeah, they really don't miss for the most part. Very rarely. Yeah, Matt and I are fans of Don't Nod, if you haven't figured it out by now. Yeah. We have been for quite a while. Looking forward to the
1: married ghost couple thing. Yeah. Whose yeah. name I can never remember. <laughs>
0: So anyway, my pick for Best Indie Game of 2023 is Jusant. Next up, Best Action Adventure. I say this every year, but it used to be the biggest genre in the games industry. Now it's hard to find enough nominees for it every year. However, this year in particular was a pretty good year for our old friend, the Action Adventure. Matt, what was your pick for Best Action Adventure of 2023? Spider-Man 2. Yeah. No surprise there. Mm -hmm. Um... This award typically, the last few years hasn't really done this, but this award now does have kind of a cascading effect on other awards this year because yeah. you had so many, you had a, a few really good entries in this genre this year. Um, and once you kind of reveal this, that reveal may ultimately reveal some other things on down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I think we all knew that you're a huge fan of Spider Man 2, as am I. Um, this was probably an easy pick for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I did consider Resident Evil 4. Yeah. I mean, but like, I went back and I literally typed one out and then the other and deleted it and said the other one and then deleted it into the yeah. and said the end. In the end, I mean, because they're both in a weird way, they're similar in the sense that like they're not doing anything particularly new. They're just sort of refining of something that already existed. Resident Evil Four, obviously, a little more, yeah, uh, in in that regard because it's a remake. Yeah, but like you know, you're it's still kind of you know this is still the same characters in the same city, uh, my, you know, expanded to Brooklyn and Queens, but like. Um, you and you've already made two games that are probably the best superhero games ever. Yeah. Um, these are the Insomniac Spider-Man games are certainly the only superhero games I would put a, I would even consider putting above Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. I mean, um,
0: they're the only ones that have been considered like this. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Um,
1: and frankly, I think the fact that uh, these games work with a fully populated functioning city and not just Randomly clearing everything out yep. is uh, kind of gives them the edge. Yeah, um, but I really, you know, I really like this. Uh, I, I I do think if you if you've played this and you and you played the old one, the other ones, and you haven't gone back to the other ones since you played two, do that. And marvel at how slow the web swinging is. No in the pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just amazing. Like you're like, you don't realize how much they amped up the web swinging. in This until game. until you go back. Until you go back and like, oh, this is that's real hard. right. It's hard. To go I back, forgot. Actually. Yeah. Like if it. That's one of Insomniac's magic tricks with this game is. They made it feel like everything's this like it just it's like a warm blanket you put back on after being away from those first two games. And then you go back and play those games, and you're like, oh no. Like they worked really hard on the feel of this and it's how. It's easy all to works forget together.
0: if you don't go back and play the prior games. It's it's easy to sit there and say, oh, it's just like the last one, but a new blah, blah, blah. No. Like a lot of times in these franchises, they're refining everything. But yeah. it's a gradual thing. It's not like Night and day, where you play one game and it's one way, and the next game it's another. It evolves over time. Yeah, it can be hard to see the changes.
1: And it's, I mean, I know there's a like a weird backlash on this game now. Probably. Really? Yeah, because well, partly I think a lot of the Spider-Man and a lot of the Sony fans we whining about this loot not winning any game awards, oh. despite being nominated for like six or seven. Yeah, and I'm like, it's a it's a tough year, dude. Yeah, so, I mean, this know, is
0: the worst year that's going to come out. Let's yeah. be honest.
1: Um, you know, and especially in a, in a panel like this made up of game journalist types, you're gonna yeah. they're gonna be leaning towards the innovation the thing new. over yeah. the over, in execution. Yeah, I am an execution over innovation person usually. Um sometimes they go hand in hand like they with, do, like yeah. with Baldur's Gate. Yeah. But in with this like this is just flawless execution. Um It really is. And I think uh you know I I love the side quest I, I think it's I think it's bold to have taken sort of the criticism of moving away from Spider-Man and playing like non Spider-Man characters as in the stealth sequences and the other games to heart, but also like a lot of the side quests do put you in the shoes of other characters. They change things around. Like I think the, the side quest where you play as uh, miles deaf friend is really interesting oh, because of the sound yeah. design and, yep. and kind of a little look into her life. And yep. cause they do need to humanize her. You, they need to, they need to turn her into more of a character going forward. Well, yeah, because, because she's going to be there. She's going to be there, and she's clearly being set up as Miles' love interest. And in right now, I'm just like, well, he's the, she's the only girl he knows, right? So <laughs> I guess that's why he's interested. But I'd like to know more about their personal dynamic.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, They'll get there, I think. And like you know, some of the side quests touch on mortality, and mm-hmm.
0: you know, it's, it's there are some moments in there's there. There's Some real stuff in there. I mean, it, this is the epitome of the action adventure. Yeah. It's a great action game, but it also has a great adventure element to it. The story is amazing. Like, it really Mm -hmm. sucked me in. Fell in love with a lot of the characters. I loved how they touched on people getting old. There's the Mm -hmm. one scene with the guy with Alzheimer's by the pond, by the lake. Like... This game touches on yep. things that a lot of other games. I don't know if they're which, afraid to do it or they just don't think it's worth. You can play working. as either
1: Spider-Man. That's right. Like Peter yeah. deals with that situation a little differently than Miles. Yeah, they do. Miles deals with it a little differently because because uh, because of the, the the racial connection. Right. Because they yep. share they share that culture and they yeah, talk yeah. about it differently. And Peter is more of an outsider there. Yeah. And they deal and they recognize that and deal. It's it's really smart. Well, They've really done really a lot works.
0: of stuff like that in this game. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: that's an interesting kind of replay value. Yeah. And I'm glad one of the things they're adding in the the update is the ability. To replay missions, now yeah, because I want to replay a lot of those. I played most as of the, the other, yeah, because I played most of the game, uh, the optional part of the game. I played most of that as Miles. I did too, and I'd like to go. I back thought and, Miles was the better character. Miles is a, is more fun to play. Yeah. Miles has a better power better. set. Miles has more interesting tools in combat. I love the combat of Miles um, way more. I, yeah. I, I, heresy, but I like his voice performance better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I. I mean, I, I understand the, the people who complain that Miles didn't get enough to do in this game, but it is called Spider-Man 2 yeah, based yeah. on the Peter Parker Spider-Man 1. Yeah, I think um, the next
0: game is going to be different.
1: Yeah, I mean... It, if you we, finished it, I yeah, think... Yeah, the,
0: the end really hints yeah. at a
1: different thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy for that because I think Miles deserves it. Yeah. Um, maybe not in that final outfit. <laughs> but uh, it was an Adidas tie Did yeah, you know, know that? So I was know. like, why does that look so much like an Adidas logo? Because oh, it, it is an Adidas logo. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's not great. Yeah.
0: But uh, the rest of it is. The rest of it is pretty great. The rest yeah. of it is amazing. Yep. Uh, God of Gamblers 33. Thank you for Twitch Prime getting in there. Um. Okay. Well, Matt kind of hinted already at my pick because you already know that we didn't pick the same game. Maybe like, oh, well, then what did Shane pick? My pick is the Resident Evil 4 remake. Um, We'll talk about this a little bit later. Um, this is a remake of a game I played, you know, almost 20 years ago or whatever. It was interesting trying to consider this against other games throughout these awards for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, admittedly, this was some of the most fun I had playing video games in 2023. Um, and that makes it difficult. It's like... It's like yeah, a lot of the game is very similar to the original game, a lot of it wasn't, but ultimately, here we are 20 years later and it's still one of the best video games mm-hmm. that I played in this entire year full of awesome video games. Yeah,
1: I didn't pick it for most pleasant surprise, but it was on my list just in the sense that like I was a little stunned that they, you know, cuz I was like Resident Evil 4 is my favorite game of the series. It's mm-hmm. one of the best games of its generation. It's a classic. It's, you know, it, it changed how third-person action is done. Yeah. And the idea that you could remake that and come up with something that even stands Compelling. in the same
0: area as that yeah. is, is what seemed unlikely to me. But they did it. They did it. Yeah. Um, I had a blast playing this game. If you guys haven't played this yet, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> go <laughs> buy it. Go play it. Like, it is freaking amazing. Um, and it just uh, also solidified in my mind why Resident Evil 4, before this game came out, this remake came out, was one of my favorite games of all time. So a lot of times it's like you do this for a, as many years as we have. Like, a lot of things you just, like, keep telling yourself. It's like, you know, I hadn't played RE4 in a long time because I can't with my job or whatever. But I keep telling myself over the last 15 years, it's one of the greatest games ever made. It's one of the greatest games ever made. I could have changed my mind. Maybe I would go back and play it, and I'm like, well, it's actually not one of the... It is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was right all that time. I'm not always right with the things I tell myself. With Resident Evil 4, I absolutely was. It is still an incredible game that holds up well. I think they made the changes in all the right places. Meaning places that would not offend big fans of Resident Evil 4. I played through this. I never was like, oh, I can't believe that they did that. Mm -hmm. They really slighted the original. I never had a single moment of that.
1: playing this. But I also never felt like they were repeating it. No, you know, no. For I felt like they made their own game. Yeah, absolutely. This. Yep. Which was one of the reasons. Like, you know, it, normally I don't think I. A lot of remakes, I don't think, really qualify for awards season most of the time. But every once in a while, you get one that goes above and beyond, and in a way that, like, it feels like its own achievement on top. It
0: of It feels, it does feel like its own game.
1: Yeah, it doesn't feel like a remake when you play it. No, it feels like they had to put enough of themselves into this to make it work. That I, you know, I. I still kind of look funny at the like nominated for game of the year. Yep. But like I, it, it does deserve to be recognized for what it
0: it's is. an amazing video game. Yeah. In 20, it was released in 2023 for sure. So I can understand if people are going to feel a little bit funky about any awards that resident evil four remake wins or doesn't win or whatever. I respect your opinion on it. Um, I just know that it's one of the greatest games that I played this year and I felt like I wanted to recognize it in some way. And I did with the best action adventure of 2023.
1: Yeah. Like a remade movie would be eligible for A. Oscars. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You still got to do the work. It's just, it. yeah. it's just personal for me.
0: It's just, I would prefer to reward new games. Yeah, but it is
1: a, I mean, it also, it's just, it really needs to be something like this where they just nailed it in a way that you just don't right. see very often. Like, this goes like above I, and beyond. Like, like, I definitely didn't put the Shadow of the Colossus remake in the running right. for things that year because
0: I don't think they nailed it the well, same way. Well, I mean, there's a reason the Resident Evil 4 remake has, like, a 9.4 Metacritic. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, there's no other remake that has a 9.4 Metacritic. Yeah. And there may never be another one.
1: Yeah, remakes don't often become one of the highest-rated games of all time. Yeah, and this one did. So Especially when what they're remaking is one of the highest-rated Right. Remakes. Because <laughs> normally what you're going to do is you're going to you're just going to screw something up and it's not going to feel right. And people who love the first one are going to be like, nah. And the people who didn't play the first one are like, why would I play a subpar remake? You know, right. Like, yeah. like usually, I mean, the, you're, they set the degree of difficulty on this real high. Yeah. I mean, even for a Resident Evil you know, they're, I mean, they're messing with classics, different They've done a great job classics. on they're pretty much they've they've all, all of them, really man. Yeah,
0: like, I mean, Capcom has just been knocking it out of the park. I don't even like
1: Resident Evil 3 very much, but that remake is a I vast improvement. It. it was
0: my least favorite, yeah. Resident Evil, and I love the remake of it. Yeah,
1: like I would. I mean, I have so much faith in them on these at this point, I would play a remake of Resident Evil 0, and I
0: hated that. Me game. too. Yeah, me too. Yep. So there you go. My pick for action v- adventure of 2023, Resident Evil 4 remake. Next up, best platformer. Just a genre that we've kind of combined. Every once in a while, we would do best 3D platformer and best 2D platformer. And honestly, generally, there's enough releases every year that we could probably still do it. I just think...
1: 3D platformers are rarer.
0: They are certainly more rare than 2D platformers. This year in particular, though, there really weren't any great 3D platformers at all. So we combined them all into one category for this year's uh, awards. Matt, what's your pick for the best platform? Actually, we can just share this. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And honestly it's probably your pick too it's not really there's no (laughs) there's this is maybe the easiest award of the entire award show it's the first one i filled in (laughs) yep and the winner is super Super mario Mario brothers wonder Wonder. um just an absolutely sublime 2d platformer i'm hoping by now a lot of you guys have picked it up and played it i felt like when we were talking about it we i think it had been out for like five or six days it seemed like nobody had got it like no one in our chat was talking about their experiences with it like it was just you and i mm-hmm. i was kind of surprised, taken aback by that i mean it didn't come out on the same day as something else in, like big yeah it did i mean that whole week was rough like you had to make some tough decisions that entire week there were some big games that came out but still like we have some pretty big nintendo fans on sifted uh, i was surprised that there weren't more people talking about it and giving us feedback about things that they liked and didn't like about it it was just kind of us having a one-way conversation with everyone in chat so i'm hoping some of you guys have picked it up and played it by now and hopefully you agree with matt and i that it is absolutely incredible um power-ups in this some of the best power-ups not just in recent memory but in mario ever i think um just very fun to play the last couple 2d mario games like i've said this before 2d platformers it's a genre that i have played more than any other in my life like from donkey kong i have been playing 2d platformers and it takes a lot to really catch my eye anymore because it's just i feel like i've played them all i've done it all i've been there i've done that when i do find a 2d platformer that it feels like something new and fresh i resonate with it and i absolutely resonated with this game just a blast from start to finish well especially
1: with mario it's like there's any is there anything that feels more played out than 2d mario at this point and and until like, you play this. Until you play this, and it just makes you have to, you have to sit up and pay attention to this thing. Yeah. I mean, it was it's just, that, you go through that second level with the, the musical number with the piranha <laughs> plants. You're like, what the hell are
0: you I mean, I, that's what? one of the greatest 2D Mario yeah. levels ever. Yeah, like you're, you're, you're like, okay I, okay, I see you, Nintendo. This, this game kept doing this, though. Yeah. Like, at, around every turn, there was something else that I was like, what? Like, it's just these moments that just happen because you get the Wonder Flowers or whatever. And you mm-hmm. never know what's going to happen in each level when you get the Wonder Flower. You yeah. just don't. It changes and- the,
1: game, the level completely. Oh, yeah. And,
0: <laughs> yes. and it goes completely off the rails. Yeah. I, I- <laughs> i thought the game was breaking It's so
1: much wilder than you think nintendo's willing to go
0: i really feel like they took the reins off it it, it
1: took it feels like they took a couple of pages out of wario a little bit on this yeah it had that kind of like oh my god what i didn't know what was about to happen and now i got to
0: deal with this right now and it's like there's also some times where it was so crazy to your point like in the back of my mind i'm like nintendo would when, when nintendo do this yeah and then something starts happening in the game i'm like is this game broken
1: yeah, there's stuff in here that is, is usually reserved for their, like, B-list. Stuff. Yeah.
0: Like, you don't see them mess with
1: their A-list formula this like uh, this. Or
0: it's yeah. Just an incredible game. Like, from beginning to end. I've also yeah. went and back and started playing some of this again, even, which yeah. I hardly
1: ever do. And don't, like, I've seen yeah a couple of my friends who I told, like, you know, they were looking for, for uh, Christmas games or games for their kids or games they the whole family could play. And I was saying this, and they're like, oh, we didn't really like the the ones from before very much and i'm like don't neither did i (laughs) don't judge this by the new super mario brothers stuff seriously not that yeah uh, i felt the same way for
0: for one thing it's no longer divorce mode right because you can't (laughs) screw each other's jumps up yeah they did a much better job with the co-op in this as well um but it's just it was just one of those games where you just never know what's going to happen. It just caught me off guard and surprised me over and over and over again. Like, I didn't even really think Elephant Mario was, like, the cool thing in this game. And it's no. what, for whatever reason, it's what everyone else has, like, been attracted to. Not for me. Like, it was all the other stuff that really, to me, stood out in this game. And also the visuals in this game. Just incredible. Yeah, super clean. Just clean. The animation's amazing. Like, all again, all these little... Like, you saw there. Like, I went into the fountain just to check out the transparencies of the water. Like, stuff like that happens over and over and over in this game. Just the whole package. Amazing stuff. Like... The only thing that this series is missing after this game is a story. But does anyone mm. want a story in a 2D Mario game? Not unless not. you not let them talk. <laughs> not really. And
1: also, I think Sonic has proven that that doesn't really get you anything. Nope, it really doesn't. Um, because the, Sonic definitely went the other way with the story thing. Yeah. And how do we all feel about that? I think Nintendo took the right approach. Probably. Yeah. Um, Although I wonder in the wake of the Mario movie if they'll lean further into that kind of
0: idea, Matt, that would be a terrible mistake. Would not be a good idea. It would be a terrible mistake. Well, here you see, here's one of the wonder flowers and the whole world just starts going ape shit. Like this is the way this game is. Every level is like this. You get the wonder flower. You have no idea what's going to happen. None. And it's just like, when you get it for the first time and it happens, like it's almost like the first time it happens, you're in awe. And like, I would screw it up. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'd just be like taken aback. I'd be like, yeah, what?
1: The Wonder Flower is like, and then the mushrooms kicked in. Yeah, exactly.
0: for real. It's like. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's just an amazing game. I hope you guys have picked this up by now. If not, yeah. I highly recommend, like, ask for it for Christmas. If you don't feel like buying it, get somebody else yeah, to I, get it for I you. I can see
1: this being a good Christmas Day game just in
0: general. Yeah, you pull it out, you put it in your Switch, and you and all the kids in your family will play it all day long. And now Mario's sobered up. Yep. And... <laughs> Dinner will come, it, it, and people it, will not want to stop. Playing, I oh, promise Maria, you. Did you uh, see that? It's, uh, it's <laughs> yep. Super Mario Brothers again.
1: Yeah. Luigi tried to hide the booze, but he didn't didn't do it well enough.
0: We'll be waiting a while for a 2D platformer that tops this one. Yeah, we will, and it, we may have to wait for Nintendo to do it. But... Yeah, it might just be the next two. Yeah, Mario. exactly. But I, here's another thing, Matt. I am very happy that this franchise, this the 2D Mario franchise, is off in this direction now. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you it feels like nintendo finally was like you know what eff it like yeah. l- seriously though let's go crazy yeah. yeah let's just make the craziest most awesome 2d mario game we can and let's keep doing that nintendo and here one of the best 2d mario levels ever mm-hmm. just incredible just creativity at every turn just, incredible sound design everything like every if you kill the piranha plants that are
1: singing certain parts of the song the song changes yeah like it, yeah it's just remarkable
0: amazing stuff man again if you haven't got it already go get it it's worth it
1: this is the kind of stuff you want to switch for yeah not like broken ports of games that aren't (laughs)
0: uh, (laughs) that are 11 years old
1: (laughs) but it's like yeah it's like like, you can't you're not successfully running arkham asylum
0: on this thing yeah but like then you can do that yeah like no competition yep yep so there you go those are our picks for best platformer of 2023 next up best driving game matt (laughs) You I want to share your take on this? Well, I
1: didn't play any driving games this year other than Forza Motorsport, and I wasn't going to give that an award. Yeah. So just take the R out of driving game and call it diving game, and I give it to Dave the Diver. <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> That's Matt's pick for best driving game. However, I did play a driving game that I really liked this year, so I am going to give out an award for best driving game of 2023. And that game is the Crew Motorfest. It is basically a multi-platform take on Forza Horizon. It's set in an open world Hawaii. I might have agreed with this, but I just never got around to it. Yeah, you never got to play it. Um, the first one's shutting down. Yeah, I know. But it is like 11 years old yeah, or whatever. It's, it's like, the, I can't also, imagine there's too many people still all, playing it. Also, it's terrible. It isn't so, good. So and so to be I honest with play. you, Matt, I didn't like any crew games no, until this, I, this one.
1: This was kind of shocking that you liked this. so well, much. Well,
0: they flipped it on its head. It's nothing like the prior games. It's still an arcade style racing game, but it's set in an open world, just like the Forza Horizon games. And I'll be honest, like it's a little shameless in how it does rip off Forza Horizon. And it, it's really shameless, actually, not a little. <laughs> it's. But if you're somebody who's owned a PlayStation all this time and you've been envious or jealous of the Forza Horizon franchise because there really hasn't been a third party game that kind of emulates that. Here you go. And not only does it do it, it does it well. Would I say it's as good as Forza Horizon 5? I don't think I would go that far, even though it did come out a year or two later than uh, Forza Horizon 5. But it is more than an adequate facsimile. I still had a blast with it. I did go back and play some more Forza Horizon 5 after playing this just to make sure I wasn't losing my mind. And this game absolutely can hold a candle to it. So. Mm-hmm. Again, if you've been envious of that great franchise on Xbox and PC all this time, you're a PlayStation owner, go get this game. It is easily the best driving game of 23 because there wasn't a whole lot of competition. But I feel like even in a year where there there was stiff competition, I still feel like it would have reigned supreme. So I had a great time with this game. It was nice to play Forza Horizon 5 every year or Forza Horizon every year instead of every other year. (laughs) Um, Now we have this kind of filler maybe that can jump in every other year that Horizon isn't released and we'll get a great arcade racing game every year going forward. I sure hope that works out that way. I really hope it sold well for Ubisoft. I think I saw the sales charts. It finished like at number 10 or something in November, which Mm. isn't terrible. Yeah, I mean, this can't be like one of their top, costing games yeah i don't think it caused a whole lot to develop i but mean
1: the the other crews didn't really blow the doors off the sales charts either but they clearly did well enough for them to support them for years yeah
0: that's the other thing like you can count on ubisoft supporting this game for a long long time as matt just said they're just now taking down the first crew mm-hmm. it's over a decade old they're still putting out d DL- they put out dlc for the crew before this one like a month ago like mm-hmm. they are they are still supporting the game prior yeah. and that came out when sam still worked it, yeah absolutely Um, so, look, uh, that's the other thing. This is a pretty good investment. Like, if you buy it, it's gonna get support for a long time to come. Ubisoft's not gonna bail on it. And, again, if you've been jealous or envious of the Forza Horizon franchise, go get this game. You will not regret it. They did a great job on it. Um, so, yeah. That's my pick for the best driving game of 2023. Uh, next up, another category. But this one I didn't think was as easy as the, uh, the prior category that we gave this game an award for um i did you thought it was e- is, yeah you thought it was just as easy yeah so our pick for best fighting game is we both picked yeah, the same thing street, street fighter, fighter 6. 6 um i did struggle a little bit with mortal Kombat 1 beca- because not. the single player is so good single player is good for sure but
1: street fighter 6 is the best fighting game i've played in- 15 years. a long time like, yeah since Street Fighter 4 and it probably. comes
0: down to the fighting yeah and that's why ultimately I was like no it's the no-brainer winner. still. Yeah. Is
1: Mortal Kombat probably a better like overall single-player package if you just want to get immersed in the you know if you want content to play through with it a K. is content
0: with a K um, yeah, yes, for it sure. Is, yeah. But Street Fighter Six is the best fighting the game. The fighting is yeah. way better. Yeah. And again, there are some people out there that love Mortal Kombat. Maybe you grew up in the arcades. Playing it is what you're better yeah. at and you enjoy it more. Totally get it. Totally respect your opinion on it.
1: Maybe you need infinites to win a game. I don't
0: know.
1: <laughs> I mean, Mortal Kombat does generally come out a little broken. Yeah, um, which is part of the charm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun to. It's always been fun to watch people. You know, back in the the couple games ago, where it's just like, okay, it's just going to be a bunch of people playing Cabal and Kung Lao. The yeah. whole top the whole grand finals. Like, yeah. But um, if I want to uh, play a serious fighting game, I play Street Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter is uh, is on another level. Like, Again, I wasn't ready for that. I didn't expect that. Like Five was good, but I didn't love it. Yeah, um, not like four. Four. Uh, for all its weird foibles and strange art choices was just like you know i that changed fighting game it brought fighting games back like yeah. it was we used, we at when that when we got the 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 preview code for that game back in 2008 um a bunch of us got in trouble at work because we were just playing Street Fighter all day. Like, we were literally just playing Street Fighter all morning. Like, I would go write, like, a paragraph of a script and then go back in the game and play a few rounds of Street Fighter. Like, at some point, like, Wade yeah. had to be like, okay, everyone needs to do their actual job instead of playing Street Fighter all morning. And like, <laughs> Yep. Um, and and look, so this is, the, this is the first time I've played a... You know, that five was fine, but this was like, oh, this feels good. This feels like what I what I got sucked into before.
0: It is unfortunate that this game came out the, the, or that Mortal Kombat 1 came out this year because it is fighting game of the year worthy. Like yeah. Any other any year other but this year. year, it probably would have won fighting game of the year. But... It just happened to come out with when the best street fighter in almost 20 years came out. Yeah. And it just, like, I, look, I played through the campaign in Mortal Kombat 1 in, like, one sitting. I was totally sucked into it. I loved it. I had a blast. It did a good job teaching me the fighting mechanics and the tweaks that they had made to the fighting system. Um, And I played the campaign. I enjoyed the campaign in Mortal Kombat 1 way more. But I enjoy the fighting in Street Fighter 6 way more. Like, I hardly played Mortal Kombat 1 online at all. Mm -hmm. I think I played, like, a total of, like, two hours. I played online Street Fighter 6 dozens of hours. Mm -hmm. So ultimately it was a pretty easy choice i do feel bad because i love nether realm and i love the people that work there they're all good people and they made an amazing game just the timing like yeah. even, even next year like even against like tekken 8 it would have had a better chance i i'm guessing we'll Probably.
1: see i mean tekken 8 has its own narrative uh flair right, right in, there. <laughs>
0: in a total yeah. totally different way <laughs> and we'll see how that plays out ultimately that's coming is that january or february I don't remember. I, well,
1: I think it was February, but it might be the end of
0: January. It's soon, and also I think there's an open beta for Tekken 8 that's happening yeah. this month. If you want to give it a go, yeah. And then, like, I mean, it was it was a good year for fighting games overall.
1: Yeah, it, it was. was good. Uh, I mean, some of just some, some of it just for like new content for existing, like you know, Guilty Gear Strive got new. Stuff. Yeah, Guilty, that game is great. If you they, they play, continue to support that, haven't yeah, well. played Strive, you should play that. Um, the new Grand Blue came out this yesterday or the day or Wednesday. I don't know. That might be game of the year. The content.
0: Relink Rebirth or whatever. Yeah, the
1: the new Grand Blue Fantasy thing. Yeah, um, that might be game of the year quality. But yeah, we, you know, it's a little late for that. Yeah, we're um, still waiting for reviews for that as well. Um, yeah, I I mean I doubt I like that better than Street Fighter. I I like the previous one yeah. a lot, but you know it. it you know if you like anime f- fighters that whole thing's booming you know with with stuff like Grand blue and and it's great you know, it's a great
0: time to be alive un- if you're under night in stay birth or whatever the hell that yeah, is yeah. <laughs> yeah. um sis whatever yeah <laughs> it's like that title's like way way uh, crazy but
1: they're doing some really cool stuff you know blaze blue all yeah all that, you know um it's not, you know, that was the, speaking of the adventure thing. It's like this is another genre that was dormant for yeah. many, many years. It's been revived. And came, came roaring back and never went away again. Yep,
0: it's great. So there you go. Both of us pick Street Fighter Six for best fighting game uh, of twenty
1: twenty three. Vincent says, "Ground Blue." The reviews finally went up, eighty six aggregate, and IGN gave it a nine.
0: There you go. It's been, again, a great year for fighting games. The next year is not going to be too shabby either. So I'm also guessing we'll probably see a new Dead or Alive revealed here in the next 18 months-ish. Mm-hmm. That franchise is way overdue. So probably be seeing something new from
1: that as well. But I don't know. The 3D fighting thing, People talk, we're talking about that a little bit online on and stuff uh, this week about how the 3D fighting thing is basically de- dead. Mm. Like it's Tekken and nobody. Yeah, and I pretty know, much. I, I, Sega's teasing some Virtua Fighter thing. Uh but no one really knows what that is yet. Yeah. But people were talking about like all the you know, all the you know, the, the people who were in charge of Soul Calibur aren't there anymore. Um How do you let that
0: franchise die? Um, you can't they
1: I mean they basically ended up having to pick Soul Calibur or Tekken and Tekken was more popular. Yeah. That was the end of it. And Harada mm-hmm. kind of makes that choice for you yep. in some ways. Um, well, you know, Dead or Alive has been basically dormant forever. You know, one of the other games people kept bringing up with Bloody Roar. And I'm like, okay, not <laughs> okay. only is Bloody Roar owned by Konami, so good luck, but also the last Bloody Roar game was like 23 years ago. Yeah. That's like bringing up war gods. Yeah. It's like, like, I don't think we really need to put Bloody War in the same category as all these, like, 3D fighters have just sort of fallen off recently. It's like bloody bloody roar had four games and never really broke out of anything. So I think let it go. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about virtual fighter in a way. Yep. And Vincent um, brings
0: up Fatal Fury. There's a new one of those coming. Yeah.
1: So I mean, Fatal Fury and King of Fighters stuff like that's all always there. Um, You can't forget how popular uh, the King of Fighters and SNK stuff is in uh, uh, King of
0: Fighters 15 still going strong in Central
1: America and South America. Like those, those are your those are your fighting games there. Yeah, And that's a very vibrant
0: culture. If you want to poke your head, poke your nose into that, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's good to see one of our favorite genres thriving again. Yeah. Because there was a while there where it almost looked like it was going to go away. So very encouraging. Uh, all right. Next up. Best strategy game. This may have been the weakest genre of 2023 Yeah. There wasn't much here. This is
1: another easy choice, partly by default. Um, yeah.
0: And we, this is another category where yeah. Matt and I both picked the same game. And that game is... Pikmin Pikmin 4. Um, If you guys remember what I said about Pikmin 4, this shouldn't come as any surprise. And I I hope you guys have have went and bought this game. Now, I know we have some audience in Japan. If you're in Japan, you have bought it. This game is selling like hotcakes in Japan. Mm -hmm. It is not selling like hotcakes here, and it should be... This isn't just a yeah, great I never see anybody talk about this game yeah, anymore. This isn't just a great strategy game or a great Pikmin game. This is one of the best games of twenty twenty three. I know a lot of you don't want to hear it, but it is the truth. Um I it's like looking at the sales of this in the US, like I feel like I've failed in some way. Now I mean, our audience is mean, I, I
1: mean I wouldn't go that far, but like it is really good. I liked it way more than I thought I was going to like.
0: Yeah, it. me too. Like I I had almost written off Pikmin. And remember this game was supposedly done for oh, like yeah, this
1: thing, 4 years. It thing and, was in some kind of weird limbo forever. Like we wondered if it was
0: ever going to come out. And I mean, then it,
1: they, they, didn't they say, didn't he say this was done like when the Wii U was yes, winding down? Yeah, like,
0: he had said it was finished like 4 years before it ever came out. And we're sitting here like okay, well where is it? Well where is it? I just assumed like it's probably trash and that's why they're not putting it out, but it looked like they were just waiting for trying to find a release window for i don't know but it's amazing like go get it if you own a switch go get this game you will not regret mm-hmm. it like
1: or if you've ever even vaguely enjoyed a pikmin game before.
0: yeah this is the best pikmin game ever by the way ever yeah. by I, would, I would definitely agree with that a wide margin so if you've enjoyed pikmin in the past you still haven't picked this up go get it this is another great game to ask for for the holidays from the significant other or the family or whatever mm-hmm. Um, if you don't want to buy it yourself, let somebody else buy it, and then you'll thank them for buying it for you because it's flipping awesome. Um, all the things that annoyed me about Pikmin games in the past were gone, and now they have. Look, they have evolved slowly over time. It seems like every entry, they'd change one or two things that annoyed me about the prior game. This one, they, it's just the bucket game. They just tossed the whole bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, just very, incredible. Very,
1: very satisfying progression yep. system, which has been something it lacked
0: yeah. previously just the the pathfinding like you can like you don't have to like find your way through the worlds anymore you can just go to the map and select the point mm-hmm. and your pikmin will just automatically go there it it changes how you multitask and changes the strategy yeah. of well, playing the game well it's like they finally played an rts from after 1997 yeah, seriously sometimes that stuff <laughs> works for nintendo like nintendo not knowing what's going on yeah. at large Sometimes that pays off, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, the keys here are the, the keys, things here are
1: the, I mean, some of it's just the design and giving you a reason to keep moving because, you know, the progression is satisfying, but it's also, um, you know, they let you designate the Pikmin's path and, and kind of command them remotely and, and take away that tedium, and the giving you the dog right. it was genius because... It solves the other problem with Pikmin, which is that he
0: runs so fucking slow. Yeah. (laughs) And now you can just get around. Well, plus the dog does so much other stuff. Like, there's just so many smart decisions that were made. But But so
1: many times playing this, I was just like, man, I would probably stop playing now if I had to walk. Yeah, the place I need to go. Where they're to telling me to go. But, but because I can get on the dog and just sprint there, yeah, I'm, it's already done. It's done before I can think about complaining about it.
0: Yeah, and then you can use him to go across water. You can load all your Pikmin on top of him mm-hmm. and use him as like a carrier. It, it's it's crazy the stuff. What's his yeah. name, Poochie or something? I can't remember his name uh, now. I can't
1: remember Mochi or much- something like something that. Like that. Yeah. but
0: it is crazy how much. That little dog changes the entire Pikmin franchise, yeah. and you
1: like you know, it's easy to think that it's going to be like, oh, they added a cute little mascot dog because like that's because they want you know, to sell the, merch. The Pik- <laughs> yeah, the Pikmin aren't cute enough by themselves anymore, so they put a dog in the game. Okay. but no, he, like, he's there for a real, very, a bunch of real reasons. Yeah, yep,
0: and he's cute. I mean, yeah, he's, he does serve that purpose. <laughs> yeah, but. he's, he's deaf Poochie. Yeah, I guess is his name. No, Poochie is no, his, Yoshi's uh, friend. Oh. O- 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 Och, och, O-chi. Ochi, that's O-chi. what it is, o- Oachi or something. Yeah, O A C H I, I think. Yeah, Poochie is the
1: is the dog that gets shoved in itchy and Scratchy in the Simpsons. Oh right. <laughs> and then has to return to his home yeah. planet.
0: Yeah. Then there's also the duality of this, where you have the world below and the world above. Other mm. and they it, prior Pikmin games had that, but the world below was a shell of what it was in, what it is in this game. Yeah,
1: making the world below into like dungeon crawls was another smart idea.
0: And again, changing how the strategy of the game is played. So. Uh, like it really, it really is a
1: revolutionary take on the Pikmin concept. Yeah, it it, it changes. It's kind of a little Mario Wondery. It's like, oh wow. wow, you really kind of freed yourself up from the constraints of what you seem like. They seem to be laboring under this delusion that Pikmin had to be a certain thing for the first three games. Yeah, and this one they really sort of broke them. I mean, the dungeon thing was the under that, the underground thing was in three. Yeah, but it 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 wasn't. It's like, almost annoying, honestly. But yeah, like they, the the concept really gelled here. Yeah. in a way that it just didn't in the other one. Yep, and again. The other one, I didn't when we, I think when we talked about, it, I didn't remember there were underground. Things you didn't remember, yeah, yeah, because they were you wanted to forget them, very That's unmemorable. Why. Yeah, well, yeah. they weren't fun. These are, fun. I look forward to doing them in this game, yeah. And
0: is, then the puzzle solving that is added with the dog to you know run into things and knock things down. It, it's just again, highly recommend yeah. this game.
1: Yeah, my only real drawback is like early on, there's a lot of talking, there is, there's yeah. a lot of tutorial crap, there's a lot of constant like you know story set up, people talking and. You know, it's it's that thing where like you're you know the early parts of sort of a by the numbers RPG where you know what characters are going to say before they say yeah. it, and you're just like, just get on. I with I feel like it. a like, lot of Nintendo but you don't games want to skip are too much of it because <laughs> you don't want to miss like some key tutorial right. element. You <laughs> <won't know. laughs> I didn't know that you could do this. That's because you skipped through four thousand lines of text where people were just talking about bullshit. Right.
0: I feel like a lot of Nintendo games are like that. Nintendo anymore. does have
1: a problem with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's something they could fix. Uh, but this game soars eventually. It's really great. I highly recommend it. Go get it. Pikmin 4. Next up, the category both Matt and I hate. (laughs) Generally hate. Maybe we should have excluded it from this year's... uh... Yeah, I mean, there's a a point at which you should not be rewarded for this (laughs) anymore. Seriously. However, I do think that both of us came up with great winners for this category, regardless of whether we enjoy the genre or not. And this is basically our best game-as-a-service category. Matt, what is your pick for the best ongoing game of 2023? No Man's Sky. Yeah. Probably the sixth year in a row. Yeah, is it? How many years have you given it the award? A lot. And it's not like it's not deserving. No. It totally is. It's pretty much the only game of this type I play. Yeah, that's true. Um, Because both of us have fallen off with Destiny 2, so. Yeah, but it continues,
1: you know, again, put out, like, a bunch of updates this year, all for free. They add a bunch of significant content. They change a bunch of stuff. They, They, you know, they added... It just keeps going. Like this, this game—it's really incredible. Uh, this game passed what everyone expected it to be about four years ago, yeah. and is just continuing to do more things. And you know, this year, they added like bigger uh, space battles, where like you can end up in space battles with like a, like like a hundred ships. Like it's Whoa. it's crazy. Like <laughs> like the the you know the new ships and the, and the way everything works now and the and the, the the community missions and you know there's reasons there's reasons to do every aspect of the game now. Um, some of it outside of your save, some of it inside of your save. You get bonuses for that. Yeah, it's. I hardly recognize it anymore it, it's when very, I look at
0: it. It's, it's really I played like fifty hours of this game. It's, <laughs>
1: it's a different game now in a lot of ways. Yeah, like, like the, the you've got the the colony bases now, and like you can be the overseer of the colony, and, make, and like you have to go help them, and like choose which direction they grow in, and like you, it, and that benefits you in all these other ways. It's it's there's some fascinating ideas in here. Was well, even together.
0: more fascinating now after having played Starfield. Yeah. And you realize what this little team managed to pull off?
1: Yeah, this is like
0: 12 people. It's incredible, man. It's just mind-blowing. And now they're making Earth. Yeah. <laughs> the first real open world game, Matt. Uh Memphis that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean you can keep if they keep working on this game that much? Keep on picking it, Matt. Yeah, they're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Because you and I, we aren't we aren't falling into the traditional like games as a service games. Like we look for stuff a little bit off the beaten path. Most although- of the time, I just find like it's
1: the game as a service model just ruins it because I I can see the strings. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it becomes very clear that you're holding this back because you want me. You to want chase me that to a Stick and I'm like, I don't actually care that much. Joke's on you. Yeah. Especially if your game is free, I can drop that thing like a hot potato. Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, my pick for best game as a service, and it's not like I played a ton of them, but I'll just be honest with you. The one that I did play that I thought was heads and shoulders above everything else is Fortnite. This was an amazing year for Fortnite. Like, Fortnite just launched a racing game, an arcade-style racing game, and a full-on, like, Rock Band clone in addition to all the big events that it did this LEGO year... And the LEGO survival game. And a the uh, Yeah, the LEGO survival game. It also went back and reset to, like, its OG roots for the beginning of this season. Like, it has had... An insane year. And you guys know we are not big Fortnite players. We are not big Fortnite. You cannot deny what Epic Games did in 2023 with this game. Look like look how many children they've introduced to Eminem. Yeah, seriously. It's like every quarter you see the financial report for Meta. And then you see where they wrote off like... 2.5 billion dollars of work on the metaverse that they are never going to recoup yeah it's great that we that everyone got to share this lava dick <laughs> coming out of the sky just what all our kids need yeah <laughs> um but anyway like this game is the metaverse like while meta spends all the money and makes all the noise epic is just quietly working its ass off turning fortnite into the metaverse here it is we wondered what the Metaverse yeah. was going to be. And Pack was on this all along. When everybody was like, who's going to get the Metaverse? Who's going to get the Metaverse? He said Fortnite and Epic from day one. And he was right. This is the Metaverse, people. And that's kind of the weird thing for me. is like, I'm starting to accept that I may have to be a part of Fortnite at some point. Because it's starting to evolve into something I actually am kind of interested in now. I'm a little curious about the LEGO game. Yeah. Like, dude, people are gushing all over that. Like, they're calling it like the best survival game of the last like three <laughs> years and stuff. Like And that's just a little module inside Fortnite. Like mm-hmm. it is becoming way bigger than anyone could these have ever days guessed.
1: I'd, I'd love to see them overhaul the original game. Yeah. Like, the, like the, the zombie horde the, mode. The, oh, you
0: mean like the tower defense yeah. stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Cliff invented Fortnite. Yeah. But he didn't. Like, no, he, he invented that part. He invented he the part yeah. that nobody cared about and left. Yeah. well, never,
1: it, it, It's hard to even remember now that like the Fortnite we know as Fortnite was almost like this weird one off free mode they threw in that was just sort of like, hey, PUBG is really popular. Let's see if we can clone that. Yeah. And like,
0: booyah kasha. <laughs> I mean, right there. You perfect. Want, yeah, you, go, go, go. <laughs> the B roll right on time. I mean, it's hard to deny and look, all my nieces, my nieces play Fortnite. The girls play Fortnite. Mm-hmm. All my nephews play Fortnite. Everybody plays Fortnite. Like all my kids. Last time I was home, my 8-year-old nephew started talking to me about aimbots and wall hacks. I was like, "What are you <laughs> talking about?" I'm like, "I'm going to kill you if you're using wall hacks and aimbots. I hate people who cheat like that." And he's like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Why are you cheating?" He's like, "Cuz I want to score high." And I'm like, "What good does that do if you're not doing it legitimately?" Ne- it never even occurred to him.
1: It's not enough that, that I succeed. Others must fail. Well, he's
0: like eight. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so anyway, um, I've been really impressed with Fortnite this year. Um, and again, like I was just talking about it on last week's show, like all my friends have kids and all their kids are into it. And now my friends are into it. Like, you know, middle-aged dudes are like, I don't, I've been playing the Fortnite with my kids. Like, it really is starting to transcend into something that people like us are interested in which I never thought it would ever get there. So pretty amazing what they've done with Fortnite this year. So it it wins my award for best game as a service for 2023. Okay, that's it for the genre award. So we've gone through all the genres at this point. Now it's more like specialized awards. And to be honest, some awards that have like runners up and winners. And some of the more fun awards that we do too. Uh, So this is kind of where we're shifting gears with that stuff. And this is a perfect time for us to share a word from our sponsor, LS Cream. LS Cream is a fine cream liqueur created by fellow gamer and sifter, Stevens Charles. It's inspired by an ancestral recipe from Haiti called Cray Mass, and a double gold winner for its original taste at the New York Wine and Spirit international competition ellis cream can be enjoyed on the rocks or as a mixer for drinks with its rich blend of fresh cream and neutral grain spirits with notes of coconut vanilla cinnamon and nutmeg it's great in coffee or to make espresso martinis to learn more, discover amazing drink recipes or to track down your own bottle using a handy store locator, head to creamls.com/sifted. That's creamls.com/sifted. Since this is the last live stream of 2023, I do want to take a minute to thank our sponsors. I want to thank LS Cream. They have been a sponsor with us for pretty much most of the year this year. Um, and it has made a huge difference for us financially. And I just want to thank them. Um, not only that, I feel like our LS Cream sponsorship helped us get other sponsorships as well. I think people started to see how that works inside the show and wanted to be involved with it. And so I just want to thank LS Cream, Steve, um, everybody there. They're amazing people. They're awesome people. I'm very thankful for them and for their support throughout the entire year. Um, go to creamls.com sifted. And please do that because they kind of use that URL as a way to tell if like our sponsorship is actually working for them. Um, so please go to the URL, creamls.com slash sifted. As I've said many times, awesome drink recipes for the holidays there. Places to figure out how to buy it. You can buy it online. You can buy it locally. And also I would just say, as someone who just really enjoys LS Cream, go buy some LS Cream. It is an amazing liquor. It is perfect for the holidays. You won't regret it. Big thanks to LS Cream. And with that, Time to move on with our awards. First up, best game story. There's a lot of great stories this year in games, Matt. This is one of the harder categories for me to pick Mm -hmm. the winner of. I mean, ultimately, I feel like the winner was kind of head and shoulders above the rest. Yeah. But even games that I didn't expect to be affected by their story, I was. Like Marvel Spider-Man 2. Like, I never would have guessed that there would be some of the moments in that game that there were. Like, I just feel like game creators in general are starting to get it. Mm-hmm. Like, they're start, they're getting rid of, like, the flim-flam, frivolous crap that have been, had been stories in video games for a long time, and they're all at least trying to create something meaningful within the pros in their games. Like, I felt like for a long time, if a developer was working on a certain genre, they'd just be like, well, we don't have to worry about the story there. Like, I feel like that's all going away now, and story is becoming an important part of almost every genre. I mean, we're seeing it with, like, some of the puzzle games, the puzzle adventures that we're seeing now, like hmm. Talos Principle, great story yeah. there. So um, Even like Dave the Diver. Dave the Diver is a lot great more narrative story. than you think yeah. that game is going to have. A lot of the indie games now have great stories. Like This is, to me, one of the areas where gaming is really evolving and really starting to appeal to older people like us. Like They're not just writing stories for like 11-year-old boys anymore.
1: Well, some of that's because the people doing the work
0: are also true. older. That's true. Like yep. They're trying to keep themselves into. Yeah, they it. want to be interested in the work that they're doing. And I think it's just paying dividends for everybody. So, uh, and you don't have to fight for that anymore. You yeah. know, like
1: There was a time when like the people calling the shots were like, yeah, don't, we don't, don't care about writing a story, a story yeah. for this. Okay. But now I think that's expected in almost anything.
0: Yep. And all boats are rising. It's mm-hmm. really great. So for me, it was tough this year to pick the best story of 2023. But Matt and I both thought about it really hard. And we both came to the same conclusion. And the best story of 2023 is Baldur's Gate 3. Um, we kind of talked about it earlier. Yeah, this was actually not hard for me, uh, even with my, you know, kind of
1: bounce off of Baldur's Gate 3. Because it's not just the story, it's the presentation and the narrative design and the branching everything and the way...
0: And it, the blood splatter all over their faces. Right. <laughs> Very Dragon Age.
1: But, um, but also was, continuity, yeah. let's be honest. like, But it was just like... Um, this is there's the achievement in narrative in this game is unparalleled it's probably the greatest it really thing is. in the game yeah. it's probably and and um I don't I, know how they did it. I don't know. I mean, Larry, I really don't. Larry has done a lot of stuff like toying with that but never to this degree and like it's if you're going to go all in on this, this is the game to do it because that's what D&D is. Yeah. Uh, at its heart uh, in terms of, you know, the social aspect of playing it and the storytelling aspect. Um I don't really foresee this becoming any kind of standard going no. forward because it's just too hard. do. You can't do, do. it. Like you, it's
0: most I mean that's why so many studios were whining yeah. because they knew there was no way in hell
1: they were ever going to be able to do it. And I kind of dismissed the idea that anyone would hold things to this standard again because this is a singular game. Right. They they had 7 years to make it. Yeah. It's a it's a major IP. Yep. It's all they, you know, it's this is the kind of game they've done forever so they kind of were already primed to like we they can do the turn-based RPG in their sleep, yeah, kind of, and, like, figuring out a way to make it, you know, d d narrative quality was sort of, like, the big challenge here, and they pull it off, um, but, like, then I played Rogue Trader this oh, right. past week, which is a st- kind of a, you know, it's an Infinity Similar. Engine sort of, you know, it, what you would think of as a Baldur's Gate 2 inspired sort of thing with a lot of decision-making from a three-quarters perspective, and there's mm-hmm. turn-based, like, XCOM-style combat stuff, and it really feels primitive compared to this yeah um i like that it doesn't make me roll dice to say what i want to say yeah but it the presentation and the brand like it just feels so old hat compared to this now
0: they also in this game they develop characters so well um yeah. so look like we were talking was it last week's episode we were talking about the one character Ast- astri what's his astarion. name astarion i hate him no. i don't like him at all but he's like other people love him. Yeah, well, he's a horrible person, right?
1: Um, but but he's they've very, written the character oh, so very, well. Very popular with the people who like the bad boys or just who want to fuck monsters. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you know, I mean, he's a vampire. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's like and like uh, no, and, and and like I, I think think are it's not supposed to like. I mean, I think he's supposed to be a repulsive. Yeah, like, you
0: know, probably. it worked on me like the people in your party are very memorable whether yeah. you like them or not that's a different story but that's how real life works yeah I, <laughs> I would you know
1: I like them a lot better after they patched the horny thing
0: oh yeah where everyone was just like instantly <laughs> like
1: throwing themselves yeah. at them. it's like everybody fucking Take back it's, chill. <laughs> it's the first fucking camping scene we don't need all, uh, <laughs> I ain't got enough rubbers for this like party even the, yeah, even the, the Yankee woman was like, was like I hate you and your embarrassment to everything and you don't know what warriors are but I don't understand why we're not fucking right now and yeah
2: <laughs> I was like
0: okay, what the fuck is going on? Yep, um, it, it is great. But there are other there are so many other great stories this year too. Like uh, it was for me, it was hard, but ultimately mm-hmm. not that hard. Yeah, because
1: like I, I got it, it's hard in terms of comparing the actual story qualities of like the narratives themselves, mm-hmm. but in terms of achievement in story, yeah. Baldur's Gate three is beyond anything
0: else it's a little bit like um mortal Kombat one for me where it's like man that's really good and i want to recognize it but yeah that's what happened with story yeah, i'm like the, man yeah. there's these great stories i, I want to say something but they're yeah. not in the same the class. actual
1: mechanics of the thing that you're trying to award yeah there's no competition yep. there.
0: Baldur's Gate 3, best story of 2023. I'm actually wondering, Matt, like everyone's sitting watching this now, whether you're watching it on our stream and with our in chat or you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening to it. Where like, I'm wondering if people played Baldur's Gate 3, because one mm-hmm. thing I will say is like, I haven't seen a whole lot of like sales data that says it is done like really well commercially.
1: Oh, it, ha- it has. Has it, it, it? it? Well, if you're going by players, like I, I think I saw a figure of almost 10 million sold. Really? Yeah. Oh,
0: wow. That's great.
1: That's great Um, to hear. I was really worried. I don't know how, I I haven't verified that, but as I understand it, it's done very well. Okay, good.
0: I was worried, man. I'm like, dude, what's going on? Like, the other thing, too, is I don't see a lot of people on Sifted, like, talking about it in reference to other games. Like, I usually can get a pretty good feel on the pulse for sales on a game.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, Vincent points out that, like, it doesn't show up on NPD because Larian doesn't share digital sales yeah. and there's no physical company. Right, yeah. Uh, and Sound Wizard says it made more than the movie. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you there go. There you go. I mean, If there's one person who would know, it would be someone who worked on I mean, the game, like, Sound like, Wizard.
1: And also, like, Vincent makes another good point. A lot of the sales happened during early access. That's true. So it's a little... I mean, I bought it two and a half Yeah, years you owned
0: ago. it for a long time before yeah. it actually was got to 1.0. But, so. like, the... I mean, I saw, you know, I saw the Larian guy
1: talking about it. I saw people who were like analysts talking about it in in conjunction because like the Larian guy in part in his like speech he wanted to give talked about how most of the people they worked with at Hasbro are gone now because they were all laid off in that huge, you know, cutback layoff that they just did for 1100 people or something. And almost all the people, almost all the people who greenlit, negotiated the deal and helped make the game of the year 2023 do not have their jobs anymore. That's just pathetic. That's the biggest like And I'll bet you the people that greenlit the fucking movies still do. Yeah. It's a different industry. Something's gotta
0: change in our like, industry. With well that.
1: that's I mean, that's Hasbro. Like Hasbro instead of cutting, you know instead of cutting the salaries for a bunch of their top executives, laid off eleven hundred people who definitely did not we're not the reason the sales were low. No. That's not what's It's happening. the
0: executives who made the decisions on what to green light. Exactly. But they're not the ones who lose their jobs and, a lot uh, a lot of the time. So I, I have seen
1: Nintendo brought up in conjunction with it where you know there was that period where they were down from the Wii U and Miyamoto and Iwata and those guys all took huge salary cuts. Right. That's so right. So they wouldn't have to fire anybody. That's right. And Only that's, in Japan would that happen. That's with leadership. I mean not even often in Japan. No, I mean, you're that right. was a very singular move. Yeah. But that is That is leadership that you
0: don't see very often. That's the leadership that you look up to and you want to work hard for. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there you go. That's our pick for best story of 2023. Next up, a fun category that we call Future Legend. I feel like people maybe struggle to understand what this is, but very simply, it's just like, what is the one game from 2023 that people will still be obsessing over and talking about 20, 30 years from now? When everybody looks back, at 2023, which was a great year for game releases. What is that game that everyone's going to talk about and remember that came out in 2023? Matt, what is your pick for Baldur's Future Gate. Legend? Baldur's Gate 3. And why do you think that people are going to remember this so many years in advance? Because in the
1: kind of what we talked about a little bit earlier about how everything that happens in this game, when you talk to someone else who's also played it, you're talking about different, different. things. Yeah. You're like, you're like, oh, that happened, that happened, I when I did this, I did this, and this happened, and then this happened, and I had to do that. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's nothing to like with. And I can 100% see people going back and in 10, 15 years reminiscing about it when Baldur's Gate 3 Remastered Edition or whatever comes out. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, oh, I remember the first time I played this and this happened, and then Asterion accidentally killed me, and then I resurrected myself. And yeah. it's like, it's, you know, it's... it's um, it's just, it lends itself to the storytelling and nostalgic sort of reminiscing of like how crazy everything got and how different it was. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going, it is, in spite of the complaints of the developers when that came out, when that, it first came out, it is going to influence how RPG stories are done yeah. in the future. People like,
0: will try to they're reach gonna try that to, zenith. to
1: yeah, Or at least they're going to try to incorporate elements that simulate it in mm-hmm. some way. So the, even people who are into RPGs in general over the next 10, 15 years, I think you're going gonna to go back to Baldur's Gate 3 as when things sort of pivoted yeah. on, on that dime. Okay. Um so I I and just with like the amount of fan fiction the amount of fan art the amount the amount of bizarre horny posting Those are legitimate metrics. Um, yeah. those are all things that are going to last for a long time. You know their kids are 13 14 playing this game right now. Um maybe they shouldn't be but they are <laughs> they and they should they're going to go back and talk about it later, you know. And and I think this is also because of the quality of it is going to be one and maybe Larian will continue to make games of this level, but I think it's going to be one of those things where it's like Love it, hate it, whatever. There's nothing else like Skyrim. Yeah. There's gonna be nothing else like a Larian D and D. Yeah, game. you're right. And I think people are gonna go back to this first one. And I'll tell you this much: um, I guarantee you, one of the things that that Hasbro regrets is calling it Baldur Gate Three. How come? Because the idea that it's the third in a series and the other two are not viable things oh, to bring forward. Right. It's, it's not. They don't. They aren't. They aren't remotely the same game. Yeah. Like that's true they I mean, they are simulating D and D pretty well, but it's a different D and D. Yeah. Wouldn't work today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. The. I mean, that's I the other option is remake those games. Yeah. Um. Which would be a waste of Larian's talents. I'd, I'd like to see them do. Give good it to things. somebody
0: else. I know the. Let them I know it. one of the
1: lead guys said they'd like to do Star Wars. And uh, th- yes, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> imagine that. That's that's or three. I could get behind that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So. Obviously, I definitely considered Baldur's Gate 3. It is the game of the year at the Game Awards, and I think probably in general, I think most people will end up considering Baldur's Gate 3 as the game of the year. Mm. Do you think, actually? I think it's up there. I think For it's, this
1: year? I would think so. And Vincent says, you think the next release from Larian's going to be... How, how big do you think it's going to be? Um, probably launching EA in, in 25, 26. Um... I th- I think it'll be big. I think at the very least, I think it will launch on Xbox at the same time as PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: I don't think that's, make what, that I wanna, that's again. what I want. That's actually one thing I'm going to get at here. So I did not pick Baldur's Gate Three for my future legend. I picked The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and I'll explain why. Um, one of it is that Baldur's Gate Three originally launched on PC. There was a little bit of a wait. Then it was out for PS5. Then a long wait, and out for Xbox. I feel like in 2023 it may miss a lot of the audience. Now, granted, Tears of the Kingdom only available for one platform, but that platform has, what, 150 million install yeah, base or something? I
1: believe Baldur's Gate has outsold this. Has
0: it? I, that's what I heard. Wait, it outsold Zelda? That's what I heard. Wow. I don't know if it's Well, that would honestly change my opinion on this because Mm. I base most of this on the fact that I thought Zelda sold maybe double what Baldur's Gate sold. Not even close. Wow. That blows my mind. They're neck and neck, if anything. That blows my mind. Baldur's Gate sold obscenely well. That's great. That's amazing to hear i just it, it felt to me i mean again this is hearsay from people i know who
1: work in toys yeah so i don't know how okay accurate it is yeah. but multiple people i know have said no baldur's gate three is a fucking firestorm that's great in the toy it's good to hear um in part because it's like Hasbro had this basically had this really great year in all these areas, and they still fired a thousand. People. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like it, uh-huh. it's not it's not like being told as like a positive thing. Yeah, it's more, yeah, it's yeah. more like like that. The information of that seems to be getting around mostly because everybody's so mad at Hasbro in, in the. So like we made
0: game. all this money off this game. Yeah, like and it, you know we know you did this. So how come the people that made you that money got fired? No, yeah, okay. Kind of thing. I hear you. I just know anecdotally, just being on Sifted every day. It, I mean, just being there. It appears that like Zelda has sold like three. Yeah, right. Three there to one. Go.
1: Sound Wizard says, i heard from a producer it sold more than all the Transformers movies combined. So generated more revenue? than all the, more revenue, yeah. Because that would be what they're comparing in the toy business. That can't...
0: You mean they the money that they made off the movies? Um, Not the,
1: like the gross, because the, there's no the way... The box that, office gross would be
0: billions. <laughs> there's no way, yeah. There's billions. no way that Baldur's Gate 3 has outdone the revenue that movies generated maybe with the cut maybe it has rose got from the revenue. Yeah, yeah
1: but like i mean i'm trying to mentally add up all the box right. office totals <laughs> that would that comes out to something like five, 10 billion or something? no it's not that much but it's like billion billion almost a billion plus that one billion three billion but i the, you're, you're talking five billion dollars yeah. at point. and that there's seems, no way modus
0: gates made plus that. the like, cut maybe though like
1: two million from the 86 movie right let's not forget that <laughs> um
0: <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm just saying let's not forget <laughs> yeah. anecdotally having been on sifted like way more people talk about tears of the kingdom than talk about Baldur's gate yeah. 3 i think
1: uh, the thing about Baldur's gate is i i know people that i know don't play games like that and don't play big epic games and don't have time for things that aren't like smaller like mobile games and they play Baldur's gate Okay. Usually on PS Five. Okay. Uh, but like, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Like that it's selling that well. Um, and I know a lot of our, you know tabletop RPG people who I know a couple people bought a PS Five for it. Yeah. Because they love. I mean, DVD they should. It's that and good. They're like, they're like, like I heard this was a like almost yeah. flawless rip record. I'm like, it, it is. Yeah. It's it's got
0: an asshole DM, but
1: you can <laughs> you get around that. It
0: just feels like in the pop culture lexicon on social media, it just seems like Tears of the Kingdom is game of the year. Like, as far as like the average mm-hmm. consumer, the game that everybody played the most. Like, for example, Michael Pactor played Tears of the Kingdom for 150 hours. Mm-hmm. Like, me trying to get Pactor to play a console game anymore is like pulling teeth. Like, I bought him a PlayStation 5 for Christmas. He didn't even open it for like five months. <laughs> I would go there to shoot, and it would still be sitting in the box under his TV. I'm like, you can never turn that thing on? He played Tears of the Kingdom for a hundred and fifty hours. He drives me crazy. When we go to shoot, we'll be we'll have a question that has nothing to do with Zelda, nothing to do with Nintendo, and somehow he will find a way to go on like a fifteen or twenty minute diatribe about hunting a goblin in like Tears. It's crazy. Like it took over his life.
1: I mean, I'm telling you, like those that should be the YouTube shorts, right?
0: (laughs) You just cut down his weird like (laughs) rambles about that shit, and
1: and like just make those, yeah.
0: It's just so, again, being in the industry, running a website, looking at your comments, seeing, like, how many views stuff gets, mm-hmm. like, in our back end. I
1: think Nixie Twelve is right. Like, Bald- Baldur's Gate saturated online discourse and pop culture for, like, a month. Yeah. And uh, if you ask an average non-gamer person right now, they have generally heard of Baldur's Gate more That's great than to Tears hear. of the Kingdom. Wow. Wow. Um, Here's the thing. It's hard for me to believe. It it's really because is because you're ensconced in the gamer space. Non, yeah. the my people, people I know who are not like hardcore gamers, they don't fucking know that game came out. What it's Zelda? Zelda? Like it's or they think it's all They just think it's Breath of the Wild. Interesting. Like it's weird. Like. And I was like, "No, you have to do all these, build these things and stuff." And they're like, "No, I th- I thought I played that, but I guess I just just it was the hmm. kids. I thought the kids were playing that, but I guess they were playing Breath of the Wild again or something weird." Um, I had a conversation about that, and I was like, "I was like, no, were they gluing like contraptions together and driving like cars and flying like wings?" They're like, "Oh no, there's nothing like that." I was like, "I mean, it's weird to me too, but yeah. like Tears of the Kingdom like didn't really penetrate beyond the Switch audience. Interesting, which you'd think would be big enough to yeah. still be huge." But I mean it sold like twenty some million already. Yeah. Um uh, but I I just haven't heard anyone outside of the general like gamer world yeah, talking about talk it. about it much. And that's not true of Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, like what the, in in twenty seventeen, when I went home for Christmas, that's all anyone was talking about was yeah. Breath of the Wild. Like people yeah. I'd
0: never heard talk about. I would about agree that before. Breath of the Wild definitely hit harder than Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. no doubt about and that. And
1: maybe a similar thing will happen with like Baldur's Gate 4 or whatever maybe. where like it's just you know, whatever the hotness is that year. And people, it's not like there's anything bad about Baldur's Gate four or Tears of the Kingdom. It's just it wasn't the hotness. Yeah,
0: it'll be interesting. I, I still think Zelda has more cachet. I still think twenty years from now, when people think of this year, I think they'll think of Tears of the see, Kingdom. See but. What,
1: I, what I think is, I don't think that's true because I think uh, Baldur's Gate will have its fr- its formula iterated on, at least by Larian, if not by mm-hmm. other developers.
0: Where Zelda won't. Where Zelda won't. Like, they're <laughs> yeah, probably not going right. to do that again. It's going to be kind of this weird... <laughs> they may not even do it again. Like, it
1: might be like a Majora's Mask thing. Right. Where people sort of talk about that one weird one where you could build yeah. cars. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's possible. I, I don't know. Like, um... Yeah. Oh my. It was a tough choice. In, don't in the get me middle me wrong. of saying that, I just pictured like spiders attempting a Baldur's Gate three narrative <laughs> branching. Th- I was like, Oh my god, what would that even be? <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. A tiny blip in history idea. says
0: maybe they should go back to two D Zelda. I would say two D, but I sure would like a more like curated, guided Zelda instead of the open world thing. But doesn't look like that's happening. So, yeah. so two different picks for future legend. Matt picks Baldur's Gate three. I pick The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Next up, another I mean, fun your pick does have the word "legend" in it. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, that's funny. Uh, some more fun categories: most pleasant surprise. This is a game where yeah. our oh, expect.
1: Look at that, Sound Wizard said I can't even walk around with my Boulder Gate Three Deb T-shirt without being
0: accosted. It's bizarre. That's great. Like um, that's great to hear. I didn't know that they made T-shirts. I would like one. <laughs> Well, you have to be a dev. I guess you do. Yep. I don't deserve one. Um, Next up is Most Pleasant Surprise. And this isn't like the game that we thought was the best of the year or anything like that. This is the game where we went in with a certain level of expectations. And then we played the game and we realized our expectations were bullshit. And it ended up being way better than we ever thought it would be. And Matt, what is your pick for the most pleasant surprise
1: of 2023? Uh, It was RoboCop Rogue City. Yep. Um, Really wasn't ready for this one. I don't think anybody was. I mean, I downloaded the I downloaded the demo of this because I figured if I play the demo, I probably won't have to buy it. Right, <laughs> and it was and big. We could talk and talk about <laughs> it because I heard it was it was a pretty meaty demo. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I probably got enough of a sense of the game that I don't need to shell out money for this. And then it was great. Yeah. And I'm like, what the... It, <laughs> yep. remi- it reminds me... It always reminds me... I probably said it when we talked about it originally, but it reminds me... There's an old Penny Arcade comic where uh, Gabe is playing the, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer Xbox game, which was very good. It was by the yeah, Connection. it was good. It was good. Yeah. And he calls to Tycho. He, go- he goes, hey, get in here. This Buffy game is great, and I don't know why. <laughs> and I'm like, that, that's what <laughs> RoboCop is to me. It's like, what is what is going on? Yeah. Why is this so good? And... Um, yeah so like this, this was it like I was and I was surprised in the sense of like oh they made a good Robocop game I was like oh this is like a really interesting kind of action shooter RPG thing yeah and like as you get deeper into it, it's like oh there's dialogue choice oh the dialogue choices they remember them yeah like which which directive you support the most later I mean all later? that, all that like, stuff but, caught me off guard yeah, like the
0: weird psychological testing thing that yeah. happened at the, like, like, there's are therapy are sessions and,
1: stuff. <laughs> and you're like none of this needs to be in this game but, it but it's here anyway and it's awesome it, yeah it's great
0: yeah so, I mean and this yeah. is easily a good. I mean, like I'm not arguing. This is a great pick for most pleasant surprise in 2020. Yeah. It were, also caught me crazy off guard. And there
1: were a number of nice surprises this there year. There were, or,
0: yeah, you know, which okay. is great. Like the another, divers in there. Yeah, ever, ever space uh, two is in there. Um, I mean, for me, Marvel Spider-Man Two was a pleasant surprise. It was better than I even thought it was going to be. There's a lot of them. Like, it's not just. It doesn't always just have to be like a game that you thought was going to suck that didn't suck. Yeah. Like there can be games you're like, I think that's probably going to be pretty good, and then you play it and it blows your mind. Mm-hmm. And that is my pick for the pleasant surprise of 2023. My pick is Pikmin Four. I had pretty much written off this franchise. Pikmin Three didn't really hit me at all. I felt like they had run out of ideas and just a creativity and it was disappointing compared to the prior two games. They had kind of figured out like the quality of life stuff in Pikmin 2, and then it seemed like they didn't know what to do with Pikmin 3. They're just like, oh, we'll just make another Pikmin 2, basically. And then we get the long wait, and we thought the game might be canceled, and Miyamoto said, oh, it's been done for two years already. And we're like, well, where is it? Like My expectations for this game were basically at rock bottom. And then we got the first trailer for it, and I thought the game looked like ass. Like, graphically, <laughs> I thought it looked terrible. And I was like... Okay, I was right. Pikmin 4 is going to be a piece of crap, and nobody's going to care, and it's going to come and go, and they're using it to fill a hole in the release calendar. And then I played it, and it is easily the best Pikmin game ever, easily the most innovative Pikmin game of all time. I thought they had fixed all the quality of life stuff. They hadn't. Like, I hadn't even realized the stuff that was annoying me in the prior games until they fixed it in this one. It's just... It's the perfect Pikmin game. They did an amazing job with it. They took away all the stuff that annoyed the crap out of me. They took the stuff that I really liked about it and enhanced it. Like, I like the combat in Pikmin because it's unlike anything else. And they made great strides to make that more interesting and more fun. We talked about the dog and all the changes that he makes to the core of the game. Just incredible. Like, my expectations were so low. And it is, I'll just say it right now, it's one of my picks for Game of the Year, people. Pikmin 4 is one of my favorite games of 2023 Period. I've been, it's been pleasantly surprising, haha <laughs> <laughs> ha, over the last couple days as other publications have started putting out their Game of the Year awards to see that there are other people out there like me who were like, hot damn, Pikmin 4 is one of the best damn games of the year. I think Polygon, it's like their sixth Game of the Year or whatever, because they just, I think they do their Game of the Year, it's just like the top 50 games from the year, mm. and it's at like six or something like that, so I was like, okay, okay. I'm not crazy for thinking that this game is one of the best games that I played in 2023. It's incredible. Again, go get it if you haven't got it. I know you may have been like, "Oh, I played the first Pikmin. And I didn't like it that much." You may like this one still, even if you hated the first Pikmin. That's how much has changed from the first one. Yeah, I wasn't to the a huge fan of the
1: first Pikmin because of the time limits. Right,
0: it was annoying AF, and I think that turned a lot of people off to the franchise mm. maybe forever. Yeah, they
1: don't. I think many people maybe don't realize that that's it's not like, that, like anymore. that anymore. Yeah. They, and that's
0: been, it hasn't been that way for a long yeah. time. But, but if you was gave a little up. It hard to
1: get across because, like, that was basically the whole thrust of the first game. Yeah. Like, that was basically that was the whole That thing. was the core was design like, of the game. Play yeah. this game against, like, two different clocks, really. Yeah. You're against the, the daytime clock, and you're against the clock of escaping the planet. Yeah. And there were points in no return, and basically, there were basically
0: soft locks. Yeah, you're right. Game. One of my big goals of this Game Awards show is to impart upon you how good Pikmin 4 is. If you haven't figured it out yet, I do have a little bit of an agenda with this show, and that is to make you understand how good Pikmin 4 is. I feel like I talked about it when I played it, and you guys were just like, whatever, Shane's being crazy, or whatever. I'm not. It's amazing. (laughs) I am crazy sometimes, but not about Pikmin 4. Still crazy. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Crazy. So anyway, our picks for uh, most pleasant surprise of 2023. Mac chose RoboCop again, my runner-up easily. Like, I literally thought about which one for like an hour before I settled on Pikmin 4. Yeah, my runner-up would be Dave the Diver. Yeah, just another like, one, too. One that- of those out of nowhere.
1: is like, oh, wow. Really? This
0: is, really? <laughs> yes.
1: this is- and a sushi restaurant. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Another good one. Oh, and then they just keep introducing more and more stuff. And now you get Dredge. Yep. For free. Yeah. Dredge is also a game that... I did not get to play this year that I regret. Yeah. So this whole week I've been like seeing like what did I miss? Like what stuff like that is that flew under my radar that I did I totally should have played. And dredge was the one game. is yeah, good. Coming back. I never played it.
1: An inventive way of doing a Lovecraft story with the weirds, you know. Boating. <laughs> is there, is anything, boating. Is it, is it, anytime you can remember that the sea is terrifying. Yeah. Like, I'm probably going to at least be partly in. Yeah, for yeah. You. So, no, Dredge is great. Crossover with David Diver is hilarious. Yeah. Because so, you could not have more different tones. But. But like having dave just sit there and react to it like dave reacts to everything is great <laughs> yeah. so yeah. yeah i dave the Diver i didn't actually win give dave the diver any awards this year but it really it was one of my favorite things of the year it just d- didn't hit the top spot in any we've
0: talked category. about it a bunch though so i think yeah. we've we've done our due diligence on it at least um okay up next most disappointing game another very fun category mm-hmm um this is kind of the exact opposite this is the game that we had high hopes for and then we played it it fell way short of our expectations and so matt what was your most disappointing game of Uh, 2023 i almost picked the same thing you did okay
1: but instead i had to go with the thing that just it just shocked me (laughs) and it's forza forza motorsport yep um i was just Stunned by how much I didn't like this.
0: You know what stunned me the most? I wasn't surprised that it was like dry and yeah, kind of dull. It's it's not Horizon. I was surprised how broken it yeah. is. How many bugs there are in the game? It's, just, it's not a complete package to me. The game's been in development for like five yeah. years. It, it's bizarre! What the hell? And they
1: used to churn these out every two. I know. And they were way more. There was way <laughs> they more. Were game. Better.
0: Yes. I don't get it either. It is a huge disappointment for. I mean, yeah. It, yeah, I feel like it's almost just turned into, like, a tech showcase for Xbox Series
1: I mean, I watched the Digital Foundry, like, GT7 versus Forza thing. Yeah, that's pretty good. And in the end, GT7 did come out on top. Yep. And as someone who is a huge Forza fan and doesn't particularly like GT, Gran Turismo, I agree. Oh, yeah. Like, Gran Turismo <laughs> Me pops too. in a way that mm-hmm. it doesn't. And maybe they're going for... I mean, I know in G, the, the, the Digital Foundry thing, they say that Forza is going for a more... Kind of realistic, Flat. gray or flatter look, yeah. like real, like a real life camera shot. Whereas mm-hmm. um, GT's going for a poppy, sort of more color late. Yeah. And I think Gran Turismo got it right. I do too. I think it's, it's yeah. way more attractive. It's I like, agree. And like every they were comparing the paint jobs on this. All the cars in this look like they're matte painted, yeah. as opposed to like the shiny, like reflective yeah. coating yep. that that not just GT Seven did, but Forza Horizon Five did. Like yep. I don't understand what the... why why it feels like they broke some kind of setting on this or something and
0: Then they give the head of this studio they promote him to the head of all their first party studios yeah i don't <laughs> <And> <laughs> i mean he may be like, a great guy and a great manager but i mean when the rubber hits the road pun intended it doesn't feel like it it doesn't seem like it yeah i wouldn't
1: certainly would i mean on the back of everything they've made until now yeah i would agree with it but, but they had four years five weird. years to make this and six. Look at, this was six oh years my
0: gosh that's Every other,
1: I mean, I've loved Forza since the first one, the very first one, and Horizon since the first one. I've I've been into this series since the first time they put Forza, Motorsport 1 out on the original Xbox. Yeah. I have all of them. And every two years, like Clockwork, they put another Forza out from the. and the only time they've taken more than two years was this one. (laughs) It's the worst one. Everything's missing. (laughs) Like,
0: what? I don't know. A huge disappointment. I hope we're not headed the same way with Hellblade 2 next year. I can't I'm even, getting those vibes I mean, already, man. I mean, I'm not.
1: <laughs> I, I definitely had my expectations tempered by that Game Awards trailer. Me too. But I don't. I don't see how you let me down the way this. Let yeah, me with
0: that, because my hype for Hellblade Two is already a little subdued at this point. So yeah, but it's just also. It's like,
1: I don't know how you. Mess up like that with Hellblade and not the way this did. It, it's because it's not like you have like a, a long ro- chain of Hellblade sequels that each did this great stuff and up the nineteen right. and up the Annie and up the Annie and all of a sudden it's like, wait, she's just punching people in this one. I don't know. What it, 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 <laughs> no, it is apples and oranges. Yeah, you're right. And for some reason, she has to do a practice swing every time she attacks somebody. <laughs> I don't know what that. Three times. I, <laughs> it takes forever. Yeah, that's the
0: dumbest thing in this game. It's like, it's like yeah. you like the practice laps. Yeah, it's annoying. Is a commitment to play this game, even to yeah. play online. It's yeah. like you can't just join a race and play and race people. You like have to not, sit and wait for the yeah. actual like tournament to start. And it's I know like,
1: that that's like realistic. you do yeah. that in a real race, but I'm not here to do real no. racing. That's the thing. Like realism is always you fun. I know how to drive Suzuka. <laughs> yeah. i have
0: done it a hundred fucking times in these games. Like, yeah. just let me go. Yep. So I hear you. That's a good pick. That was my runner-up was Forza Motorsport. But my winner and the one that you said was your runner-up and the one that you waffled on for a quite quite a while is Starfield. And I hate to admit it because I like Starfield and I think it's a good game. But my expectations for it were way higher than where it ended up. Like, I drafted it first overall this year. It ended up with like an 83 or an 82. Like, I didn't draft my first pick. I didn't draft it thinking it was going to get an 82 or an 83.
1: no. I drafted it. Um, not, to be fair, I remember when when we did. We the, talked I, about it. I, I was like, I would have picked Starfield for a few more picks because I wasn't sure about how it was. It was I figured it was either going to be like ninety or like seventy. Yeah, I, and and it I, ended up in the middle. That, yeah,
0: it wasn't that extreme.
1: <laughs> and even you know, I mean, I obviously I liked it. I gave it best RPG. Yeah, but it it also is in the running for most disappointing.
0: It's like I. I it's, so we saw No Man's Sky earlier. Mm-hmm. It boggles my mind that Bethesda's team couldn't get space travel to work like that 12 person team did like mm-hmm. it's just it, again it's a great game I really enjoyed playing it I spent you yep. know 40 or 50 hours with it but it still wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be maybe here's the thing though maybe someday it will be Yeah, because Bethesda be. will not give up it will keep supporting this game the, the big disappointment
1: for me on this one was how dis, how detached I felt from the space travel yeah. and, the space. and I thought it wouldn't matter that it's a cutscene where you take off and land yeah. but it does it does yep like, keeping me connected to the ship when you're doing that and sh- seeing the transition to, from the atmosphere to space, that's really important. And, like, um, even – and I kept thinking about this because Star Wars Outlaws is using a non-player-controlled takeoff mm-hmm. in that thing. But – the takeoff is seamless. Yep. The, the ship is taking off and going through the cloud cover and coming out into space. Yep. This is just a cutaway. Yeah. And for some reason that matters. Well, and I don't mean, think I knew that until I played this game, but it does.
0: I mean, I didn't know going into this that you weren't going to be able to fly across the planets. Like, I didn't realize that you were... I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, like, I try to have not as little information as possible when I go into evaluate games. And so I didn't know a lot about this game. And I was surprised that I couldn't just get in a ship and fly across no, I, the
1: state of planet. I, I knew that just from watching the the footage that showed put out. You had figured it out. I'd figured it out both because for two reasons. First, if you could do that, they would have shown that. Yeah, you're probably Second, right. Second, especially when you, maybe this is more of a when you get your hands on it and play it for a while thing, it, it's not until then that you realize how obvious it is that it's, you're just, you've just pieced together all the pieces of the other Bethesda games. Mm-hmm. Into, like, and the reason you can't fly over over the the landscape is because there's no functionality
0: to do that in any other <laughs> it's not Bethesda in the engine game. yeah you know it's it's that it's like
1: that thing where it's like they wanted to put the subway train in the Fallout 3 DLC but there was no thing to, to do, do, do that so they so the the trains in Fallout 3 are a character model with a train for a head. And if you look under the tracks, there's just a little body running along on the train. Like, that's literally how they did that. And it's it's that kind of, and you can't
0: solve, I mean, I guess you could have a really tall guy Running I just, with a spaceship you know, on
1: his head and make the guy invisible.
0: I just figured in like eight years, you might be able to solve some of those problems. But they the, I
1: mean, Like I said, this was, I've said before, this was the game to solve that in. Yeah. Same with the repeated, you know, the fact that there's only one configuration for each type of building. Right. That you can run into is
0: it's madness. <laughs> yeah. The same corpse yeah. is on the same stairwell every time. It's ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous. And look, again, I don't want to, like, I'm not bagging the game. I'm trying to say it's no, not a I, good game. I loved it. I still love the time I spent with it, but my expectations for it were, like, sky high. Yeah. And they ended up, the reality of the game was somewhere around, like, here. So. Yeah,
1: mine were not as sky high, I think, but, like, I still, it still let me down in a number of it places. It stung a little bit. And in a place, you know, the space stuff, you know, that's very important to me, as yeah. we, as we I think it's important
0: to everybody, though. Um, like,
1: it's a big part of the game or and supposed I would just, I'd love to see them work on it and get it. Up to some level where it feels a little more organic or a little more like you're you're connected to the world, taking or off. like you're there. I mean, I haven't because of the fast travel, that's in how pointless those takeoff and landing things are. I haven't seen a takeoff and landing in Starfield in probably 40 hours. Yeah, like it's like it's useless. Yeah, so there you go. Um, also, Shora F uh, had an interesting thing. I mean, Shora F is a, is a dev, knows some stuff. Teddy um,
0: 6008, man, welcome to Game Face. Uh, We're here every Tuesday at one.
1: And he says, uh, well, the main reason Turn 10 has failed this much is because they've changed how they hire people. Uh, they don't hire anyone other than leads. Anyone senior and lower is contracted, which doesn't help in retaining employees. Mm. I haven't seen a single job post from Turn 10 for two years below lead level. Mm. That's, that's, that's a, telling. That's an important insight. It is. Yep. Both this title from Turn 10 and Halo Infinite show that this model doesn't work. Yeah. And I would have to I would agree, agree. From, yep. from an outside perspective there.
0: Yep. So there you go. Those are our picks for most disappointing game. Another fun category. Next up, biggest news story of 2023. And there were so many. This was almost impossible to pick. Like... There's a lot of big, crazy it yeah. news items in 2023, but, but I, I wore this shirt because I thought that was going to be your pick. Yeah, it wasn't. Well, as soon as I opened up the door when I got here, I was like, "Oh, I... I... Yeah, E3." <laughs> <laughs> I actually made this shirt. I
1: skinned E3's corpse and and made this. This is the Alexa. what year is that from? That's from. Oh,
0: oh it says O6. Oh, wow. Oh, That's really OG. <laughs> yeah,
1: this, this, this is the second year we did it live. Yeah. So first yeah. one was E three oh five live, which is a great synergy on the
0: rhyming, and then E three oh six live. Fuck it, you know? <laughs> that was. Um, I had just left. I had been gone for like two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and I think this was this was the was this this was the first year, the second, the year after we did the press conferences live. I think. Yep. the first time it is. Yeah, I know that for a fact. The the, uh, the Halo three. Debacle. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just swipe that one under the rug. Uh, okay, what's your pick for the biggest news story of the year, Matt? I picked Embracer's Ongoing Collapse. Yeah. Um,
1: just because it is affecting so many people.
0: Just more layoffs today, in fact. Yep. Uh, 3D, Realms, 3D Realms just got and... a bunch of layoffs today. Another smaller studio today. Um, those, lost... those, those are yesterday. Free Radical those... Design. Free Radical's gone. Lost last week. I'm worried about them
1: hitting, like, there's a couple other ones. Uh, what's, what was it? Volition's gone. Volition's Saints gone. Saints Road Team. I'm worried about THQ Nordic. Yep. They have a, lot, a bunch of stuff I like, and they're probably next on the chocolate. I
0: mean, all, the, all of them are. All
1: of them yeah, are. Yeah, I mean, they're all going to get cut down because, I mean, the, the goal here was just to build up a stable of a, you know, perceived valuable things and that sell them off for billions. someone couldn't turn down. Sell yeah. them off for billions of dollars to Amazon or Google or somebody. and then Make they, like a billion none profit. None of them took the bait and they tried that last-ditch, last last-minute, try to save the thing with a cash infusion for the Saudis, and even the Saudis weren't interested. Yeah. And I mean, now, you know when they say
0: no, you're yeah. screwed.
1: <laughs> I mean, these people gave billions of dollars to Jared.
0: They'll, they'll give money to anything. <laughs>
1: It's scary, but not this. Something nope. <laughs> something about
0: Embracer made them go like, no, that's not a good idea, and that's how you know it's a bad yeah. idea. I mean, consequence wise, that's the biggest story of the year because yeah. it's affecting so many people, thousands yeah. and thousands and of people.
1: None of those like those jobs don't have replacements or other no. o- equivalent openings or anything. Like these are these are all just things that are just going away. Yeah,
0: where do you go? Like if you're a game developer and there's no jobs, yeah. what do you do? Like your the game skills is you can't absorb 1,100 jobs. Yeah. I mean, but your skills—it's like they're so specific to making video games. Mm-hmm. You can go into CG and work on films and stuff. Yeah, well, as I, you know,
1: some of my developer friends they they have in bad times switched over to basically like app development, web development, or like or general, you know, like business program development. Program like yeah. you could program is programming. If you're a programmer, if you're yeah. an artist, obviously, it's a different yeah. deal but like I know several people that worked in like Assassin's Creed that went over they did accounting software for a while and then came back to the industry when they found a, a, a job, job. at a place that wasn't going to treat them the way Ubisoft did but like
0: you got to feel a lot of employers probably would be like oh I'm not hiring you because I know as soon as you find another job in the games industry you're gone and I don't blame you yeah, it, I would do the same thing
1: it depends <laughs> like usually from what I understand at least from this was a while ago, but like from there, they're like they're de- they were desirable because they work faster. Oh, uh, and they work hard. So it was like, and
0: they don't complain about working. And overtime. they won't complain. <laughs>
1: yeah, because like, because if you're working on databases, it's not, there's no crunch time for that usually <laughs> so unless sad. you're in a spe- very specific thing. Um, So it was almost like a couple of my friends who used to work uh, uh, like UB and EA and Activision were like, oh, it was like a vacation. <laughs> like, it was, yeah, it was actually really, really easy because it's just sort of this constant grind of, Updating and maintaining this same same database program or accounting I software. Spend like an hour a
0: day working. Yeah,
1: it was like, but it, like, as long as you delivered, it, it was fine. Yeah. And Because
0: um, here's the thing: most people don't know how long it takes to do most tech work.
1: Right. And then it just, but it was the thing. Like, but you're right in that. Like, eventually, they felt that itch of like, I want to make something cool or yeah. i I love or I'm passionate about. Yep. That you always that's how you that's how you always end up back in that industry that mistreated you.
0: <laughs> that's true. You just love doing it's it. It's true of everything. It's the abusive Film,
1: TV, yeah. comics. It
0: really is. Yep. Uh okay my pick for the biggest news story of twenty twenty three is the discovery process for the Activision Blizzard acquisition hearings, where the industry's darkest secrets were being revealed for everyone phil spencer wanting to buy nintendo this was, was
1: a lot of fun I, I, it
0: was yeah. a blast yeah because you really got because to you're see like, you put that in an
1: email <laughs> some shit you just talk about out loud and never write down you okay? don't put it Come in on. an email
0: like dude your first year working in corporate america you know that there's just some things you never ever put no. in an email you go to that person's desk or that person's office and you talk about it yeah. in person you never ever have any proof that that was ever discussed or anything and these games industry people were just like well some of these people are clearly they're so high up and they're so rich they think they're untouchable invincible. yeah that was a i mean the whole thing was just like a cavalcade as, of as eye-opening
1: elf, moments as that elf repeatedly said in battle for middle earth 2
0: oh the hubris yeah yeah <laughs> and then just like getting into like playstation's emails and seeing how they were looking at xbox and like the, it's just it was crazy like we will never ever get another look like that in behind the the, the balls mm-hmm. of the
1: industry it just won't happen it was like when that sony pictures leak happened and right saw everything they were saying about the dumb shit they were doing with the spider-man movies yeah. and everything yeah and it's like it wasn't just microsoft it- it was. It's amazing because it's amazing. Like you'd think that would have a little more like of a knock-on effect with yeah. people where you're like, these people get paid six, seven figures and they're fucking morons. Uh-huh. Like what? <laughs> they're what? all still employed. Yeah, they're all still job. there <laughs> even after this came out. You're like, how the? F- I know. How do you look at that guy in the hallway again? Like, yeah, I mean, like, it was some juicy fuck, stuff, dude. man. Like, it was just every day. It was just something else that you couldn't believe. Like, how would you walk by Phil Spencer the next day and not be like? <laughs> In an email, huh? <laughs> you put it in an email. You got a phone right there on your desk. You're, you use you're the CEO of Xbox, and you put it in the you're email. You got to put it in a thing that guarantees to store it on a server forever.
0: That was, your, that was your plan. Okay. I mean, it was just a treasure trove of stuff like this that you just couldn't believe. One thing after another, like... It was nuts. So it's over now, and I don't think we'll ever see anything like that ever again. Because oh, we'll see. I don't know. Well, one, this I think this was it's- a
1: very unique situation where you had to dig all that stuff out without some kind of
0: illegal thing happening already. One, um, two. Like just an acquisition of this size will never happen again. Yeah.
1: There will never be discovery like. this But there'll always again. I mean, the Sony thing was hackers digging all that right. stuff up, and that's everything. true. So like
0: there's, yeah, you know, there's other ways. <laughs> really, but yeah. there's always sort of there was a there was and a people little, are going to learn from it too. They're not going to yeah. do this now.
1: But there was also a little bit of I guess it was a little more of an unbridled glee to this one because it was all on the up and up and legal. Like you yeah. didn't have to feel bad that someone got compromised right. by a hacker or something. Yeah. It's like it's like nope. This is every, just how it works. This is just how it works. It's and all these people about, were dumb. Like you're all you all got
0: you know. Yep. So there you go. Those are our picks for the biggest news stories of 2023. Next up, another fun category. Well, in some kind of ways. This is The Worst Game We Played. Now... The we played part is very important because this isn't us saying, like, this is definitively the worst game that was released in 2023. The truth of the matter is, is that Matt and I luckily did not play all the worst games that not were released in 2020. A couple, but not all of them. And so this is just the worst game that we played this year. Matt, what is your pick? What's the worst game you played in 2023? The game I played was Wanted Dead. <laughs> That's certainly high up on my list. Um, <laughs> this... Game
1: blows. Yep. like there's not really any other way to say it. it's like every on
0: every conceivable level, this is a terrible game. Every metric that you could measure a game by, this game was poor at it. Yeah, it's <laughs> awful.
1: Like yep. it controls bad, the combat's bad, the story is terrible, the voice acting's terrible, the writing's terrible, the graphics are bad, the, the the music's stupid. Like it's there's nothing to recommend anything in here.
0: Just look at this combat. It looks like an unfinished game that was never released. It looks like some game that you'd be like, oh, I can see why that one never came out. You're like, did I get the beta by accident? Like, what is this? The funny part about this, Matt, is that there are wanted dead stands. Yeah, I've I've seen that. (laughs) It's like they're like, oh, everyone else is wrong and I'm right. It's the best game that came out this year. (laughs) You can you can just like shitty things. (laughs) Yeah, just admit it when you like shitty things. It's okay. I like bad movies and bad games. I like bad. There's a lot of bad stuff that I like, but I recognize that it's bad and I have a weakness. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And this is I go back I go back to it all the time. I love the movie Equilibrium. That yeah. movie's terrible. It's like a 12-year-old's retelling of Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. It's ridiculously dumb, <laughs> but I love every fucking minute of it. It's, it's...
0: Notice with the animation when they go from like hands down to gun up? It's two frames. Yeah. It literally goes from arm to the side, arms pointing forward in like one frame. Like, yeah, this is easily one of the bur- the worst games of 2023 with This without is also
1: it another one of those games where you have to go up certain skill trees to make your character baseline functional or fun I to play that. as oh no it's never fun to play <laughs> yeah, as. But even then. Like, it, once you get i don't remember which ones they are but there's a certain skills in defense and offense and once you get up to like a certain level you can they, your character finally doesn't die randomly basically yeah. like they they have the ability to survive the things the game throws at you um
0: yeah it's terrible it's yeah. a terrible the one, game.
1: The one thing I liked about this game was it was a nice final like, point to confirmation proof thing of like, this is why I don't have to sit here and explain myself when you ask me why I'm not excited about the next Team Ninja game. <laughs> That's a
0: good point. It's <laughs> been a long
1: time since Itagaki was there.
0: <laughs> it has been, yeah. And, uh, and Yosuke Hayashi, it, it does feel like he's not allowed. Not this is all that much worse than Devil's Third. It's true, actually. Those are comparable games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if maybe that's an old Itagaki game that they had banging around. Seriously, it may be like dueling concepts. Of, yeah, you know, this is it what Devil's be, Third was meant to be. Right. <laughs> that's a good pick. Um, wanted Dead, a good pick for worst game that you played for sure. My pick for the worst game that I played, and there was like three that I had to choose from. But for me, the absolute worst was the Lord of the Rings Gollum. and this game. I would not be surprised at all Matt if it I did- didn't play this so okay. you I might agree with you I don't okay. know. I would not be surprised if eventually it comes out that this game was actually a game that had been in development back in like the PlayStation 2 era and they had gotten a long ways away along with it and bailed on it for whatever reason and were are like look mm-hmm. we have this game that's been banging around our servers for 8 years we can work on it for 18 months polish it up get it to a good place and get it out easily cash in because here's the thing Embracer owns the Lord of the Rings license it has done nothing with it
1: well from what I understand this was basically the only thing they could think of really yeah really they knew they they had the license (laughs) they were trying to figure out another thing to do with the license and this was
0: what they came up with well, well, the studio's gone, so that yeah, well, tells you all um, you yeah. need to know. <laughs> but literally, this game—it's not even that it looks bad, which it does, but it literally plays like a game from the '90s when people were just figuring out how characters interact with 3D worlds. Yeah, it, it does make me think
1: of like that Fellowship of the Ring game that came out around the time of the movies, but was not based on the movies. It was like, oh yeah, I forgot that? about Cause, that. because the book yeah. license and the movie license yeah. were different. Yeah, and like you played that one. It was like trying to be like some kind of like I like Action RPG, but it was just like nothing worked right and everything was very slippery. I can't remember who who made that. That was that was one of those companies that made like third tier third string games. It was around all the time and is gone now, but I can't remember. It was I'll know it as soon as I I hear it.
0: a story untold because nobody wants to hear it. That's why the story is untold. Like I actually have like a soft spot for Schmeagel like throughout my entire life. I felt bad for him. I like him as a character. But this game was just so bad on so many levels. Why did
1: they give him the wispy emo
0: hair? (laughs) Dude. Uh, I mean, that's just the beginning of the problems with that game. Easily one of the worst games of the year. I do feel like maybe if I had played that King Kong game that I may have chosen that instead. Unfortunately, I never played it. I just laughed at it. So uh, my pick for the worst game that I played in 2023 is the Lord of the Rings Gollum. Next up. Yet another fun category is called A Game We Didn't Get. And generally how this works is this is a game that most other people love and are gushing all over. Vivendi. Vivendi. (laughs) Um, R.I.P. This is a game generally that most other people are gushing over and really love, but we are kind of like, I don't really like it. I don't really understand why everyone else likes it. Matt, what's your pick for a game you didn't get? Uh, The game I didn't get
1: is the current new hotness of all of gaming especially in the twitch space it's a game called lethal company i had never even heard of this game matt this is the cutting edge <laughs> of what this is the new among us this is the oh. new this is the new hotness this okay. is what everybody's
0: playing this is what my nieces and nephews it are going to be a, talking about next week yes
1: it is an online multiplayer like kind of an extraction shooter in a way um it's but easy. you're you're basically going to a Uh, asteroid or an alien planet or whatever and they're all procedurally generated or whatever and you have to go collect things and there's weird monsters attacking you and the monsters are like a guy with a spring for a head and like some bunch of polygons that doesn't really look. A- so I mean, this game looks busted. Oh, it's terrible. But like, it's, <laughs> but, but people play this game and get super invested. And and when things happen, people scream and like, oh, and, it's one. Of, it's a streamer game, sort of. But but there's and like, you're trying like there's like one ca- one guy is you're you're usually in like a control room trying to tell the others what to. It has to have voice chat. You're telling the others what to do, and to- it's like in Aliens where you're watching where the one Gorman is watching everybody die on the monitor uh, sort of thing. Yeah, and so, but like. And I've every clip I've seen of this game. I don't understand anything in it. <laughs> and like, there's one thing. It's like, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen happen to me in a video game. And it's like this clip of something <laughs> on the. And I'm like, I not only do I not think that's scary. I don't fucking understand what I'm looking what at. It? Like, I
0: don't. That sounds get like it. Roblox, man. Like my nieces and nephews. Like, I'm like, show me what you're doing on Roblox. Because I just don't really know what's up with that game, I, and they show me, and I'm like, "Why?" I've what, seen a clip where doing? the bobblehead
1: spring guy comes down at a guy uh, on <laughs> on um, on, a, on a stairwell while they're trying to do something, and he starts crying. <laughs> and I don't. That's
0: kind of awesome. Actually.
1: I don't think. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Yes. Like, I don't, <laughs> like it's just. So there's yeah, only
0: I, one trailer for the game no, that exists in the world. There's I, one trailer for it.
1: Yeah. It's, and you just saw it. <laughs> it just doesn't. I mean, there's thousands of Twitch clips and like weird things. Wow. Like, if you look for it on Twitter, you'll see all these like. So it's kind of like the next Five Nights hi- at Freddy's. Right. But like you see all these highlights. But at least like when I watched Five Nights at Freddy's or like Fortnite or Among Us or the clips of that, I understood what I was seeing and why people were reacting to it. Yeah. This is like. It's like. It's like if a game could be in a foreign language visually. Like, I, like literally, whatever's happening on the screen is not translating into in my brain yeah. into whatever these people playing it are seeing. It's like the thing in The Matrix where where Cypher can see the woman in the red dress through the code. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't
0: no, know. No, that, that's I don't. Roblox for me. Like, yeah. I look at what my nieces and nephews are playing. I'm like, what is that? They're like, well, can't you see? It's like this sheep who's trying to sell car. I'm like, what? No, I don't. I don't see that. That at all, like <laughs> oh, of course. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. So but um, but I'm telling you, this is like next year. <laughs> lethal Company is going to be like the new really. Team. Like this, I'm giving you the heads up on this. I one.
0: mean, th- my nieces and nephews will give me the heads up in a week when I'm home for the holidays, guaranteed. That's a good pick. (laughs) Um, My pick for the game that I admit admit that that might just be me being old, but I (laughs) I just I don't understand. It's the game you didn't get. Absolutely, Um, the game that I didn't get from twenty twenty three is Armor Core Six. I'm very thankful that all the other critics in the industry loved it and gave it an 8.6 for my video game fantasy team. I have no idea how they gave that game the scores that they gave it. Yeah, like, I,
1: I mean, I did really enjoy this game, but those review scores are a little bonkers whoa. to
0: me. Um, like, this game to me is like... It's, it's just Armored Core. Uh, it's average should be like a 7. Like maybe. It's like an 8.7
1: Metacritic average. Like That's I mean, <laughs> I could go 7.5 to 8 in there somewhere. Yeah. It's one of the better armored core games, Yeah, but it's just I yeah, I'm on
0: part of me it's like where the fuck were you 10 15 years ago when this game when this series was getting <laughs> 60s and 50s. It's also not lost on me that I almost always pick a from software game in this
2: category. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. that's true. My runner up with Alan Wake 2. Um, but I could see some parts of Alan Wake Two why they would appeal to somebody to the level that it's been praised. Yeah, Alan Wake I struggled to find there. that with Armor Core Six. Alan Alan
1: Wake Two would be there in that. I mean, also like Baldur's Gate Three is probably for you. A valid it probably one would be me. a good pick. Yeah, like, I mean, but uh, but I didn't really take that very seriously because I do understand why, people, why like, some people I like do it. get it. Yeah, it just didn't work for me. Right, that
0: makes a difference. Um, so. leave a
1: company, I don't, I don't even have a fucking theory. On yeah. that shit. Um, yeah, this is a. I mean, I didn't think of it until I saw you picked it, but I'm like, yeah, like the reception to this almost felt like people were just too afraid to give a From Software game a low rating. Yeah. A low not rating even just a low
0: rating, but anything but like, exceptional. Than,
1: yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I did like it a lot, but it's like, I, especially, it's it's hard to describe. It's just sort of like, even though I liked it a lot as an Armored Core fan, I, it's not my favorite Armored Core game, for, yeah. for sure. Um, but as I, mean, I look at a lot of that, I'm just like, Really? Did I, you had really I had fun with it for a day. I had fun with it for a day. But reading those reviews is weird to me because I'm like... You are definitely gleaning something yeah, from this game that I am not. I'm not or like, <laughs> I'm as a fan of this series from probably before you were born, reviewer. <laughs> it's like... I don't understand quite what you're getting out of this. It's I like, mean,
0: I get a lot of that from Tears of the Kingdom, too. When yeah, you, I guess so. When you so. read something by from someone who loves that game and you start reading it and they start talking about how... I've played it for 300 hours and then I just enjoyed walking around in the field. It's like, no dude, nobody enjoys just walking no. around in the freaking fields at eight frames per second. It's like <laughs> you have jumped the shark, dude. You have gone to some other place that most normal people yeah. can well, no I, longer relate but to. But
1: That's also exactly what I'm talking about. I was like, you have to acknowledge at some point that some things you like are just because of how you like them and have nothing to do with the thing. Like, yeah. Like, you know, like the equilibrium thing, like, it's it's a trashy movie, but I love it anyway. Yeah. But that's on me. Yeah. It's it's not that doesn't argue for like some kind of magical missing quality of right. equilibrium that no one else can see but me. It just means that I like this trashy thing. Yeah. If you like wandering around an empty fucking field at low frame rates, you do you. <laughs> exactly. But don't fucking
0: try to tell me that, that it's, it's some awesome. great transcendent <laughs> gaming experience because I did that too and I was bored out of my goddamn yeah. mind. I think my biggest gripe with this game was that it just lacked any kind of personality. It just felt like a blank slate, let's fight mechs game. Yeah, it was. I.
1: Yeah, I did. I was a little surprised. I wouldn't say disappointed, because it sort of did. I guess it was what I expected. (laughs) But I was a little surprised they didn't sort of. I don't know. Gussy up, it up a little up bit. Up the presentation a little bit. No. You know, make, give it some cutscenes. Give it some personality. Some face, put some faces on Yeah, it, you yeah. Know? Oh
0: my God, no. Only in the briefing screens do you see a face. That's and even then, most of those are like in universe yeah. CG generated <laughs> right. masks yeah. and stuff. Like, it was just a little odd. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. Those are our picks for games we didn't get. Matt's pick is Lethal Company, and my pick is Armor Core 6. Up next, no more fun and games. All serious categories from here on out, and here's one of the big, biggest ones I know you guys kind of look at every year in our Game of the Year Awards. It's one of the bigger ones we give away. It is best platform, basically the best console, PC, VR, HMD, whatever. Let's that, not get crazy. Yeah, exactly. That ruled the roost in yeah. 2023. Stadia. One one thing I'll say, Matt, is it seems like this is an easy category every year. Like I very rarely have to struggle to, to choose the mm-hmm. winner because everything is kind of cyclical. It feels like one platform will have a great year and the other two, not so much. And then the, one of the other ones will I come. I mean, We
1: rarely actually pick the same thing. Really? A couple th- I picked PC I, a couple times when you went. I thought we almost always agreed on these. Even, no, no, I don't think so. Huh? I thought for sure that was the case.
0: But regardless, I think
1: last year we did.
0: Regardless, this year was easy as shit. <laughs> like I literally had to think about this for like five seconds, and we yeah, both this was not not an issue. We both shared the same winner. The platform of the year for 2023 is the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I so I, I don't know how you could argue otherwise.
1: I mean, you could argue PC just because PC's so okay. versatile. But that like, would be my runner-up. Yeah, but it's not really in the, and, and really in and a lot of years I would pick PC just because of that, but mm-hmm. this year just Nintendo outperformed the other two so hard in terms of consistency and getting product out the door and keeping keep making sure there was something only on the platform to play every quarter, every couple of months, every once in a while, like, like a banger not every even, quarter. Like you could co- you combine PlayStation and Xbox, and they don't add up to what the Switch pulled off this year in that regard. And I mean, I, I wasn't even into a lot of it because I'm not usually a Switch player. Yeah, but like
0: that, it's not you can't. There's no com- there's no comparison. I mean, they had a game of the year contender pretty much every quarter, almost every quarter. Yeah. And that just doesn't happen very often anymore like it's just amazing you had a Mario Nintendo game t- you had a Zelda game you had a Metroid
1: remaster you had a Fire Emblem game you had a Pikmin game like it's like what else do you have you had the 2D Mario game maybe ever zero
0: game yeah, yeah. like what i mean i didn't like it yeah. but like there was an f0 game and you also had maybe the best 2D Mario game ever i yeah. mean it did just pile on the pile like the switch software this year was incredible like yeah. literally Easily the best platform to own if you like to play games. It had the best exclusives. It also did a little better with third parties this year, although a lot of those games ended up being trash. But, yeah, I mean, but the, like, it got Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it did, though. It did like, get a it, version it, of Mortal Kombat 1. But it also did get Hogwarts Legacy, and that port's actually pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Like, that one has not been terrible like a lot of the other ones. So, it, to me, it was just clear as day. The Switch just had an amazing 2023 And I'll be honest with you, 2024 might be just as good for Nintendo. I mean, the first half of the year is already loaded up pretty good for Switch. Well, probably because we don't know
1: anything about releases. And then we don't know what's after.
0: Yeah, but. We don't even know the
1: beginning of the year for Sony and Microsoft. No. We got, uh, you know, uh, Helldivers. Yep.
0: And. And, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I was going to save this for the end, but, like, I kind of looked ahead to 2024, and I was kind of surprised, man, that there weren't more good games. Like,. The the industry definitely shot its shot in 2023. Well, we got a
1: bunch of stuff that got delayed because of the pandemic this year. And we got the stuff that was originally scheduled for this year all at once. Yeah, yeah. And next year, we're kind of going back to business as usual. Yeah. And or even
0: a little maybe the other direction, maybe. honestly. Maybe.
1: Like, a lot of people, a lot of, because, like, if, if the stuff that had been pushed back and delayed uh, that ended up this year had come out when it was supposed to, those teams would be putting something out next You're year. You're right. Yeah. So, we might have we might have a real drought
0: year overall well, this, next year, except for Nintendo. Yeah, which, I think 2024 might be the year where we're really stung by COVID, honestly. Yeah. I This is where a lot of those games yeah. should be coming out. That's where
1: the repercussions are going to happen. Yep. And like I think I think you're gonna I, next year I think your best bets are a Switch and a keen awareness of independent games on PC. Yeah. Like these are your these are your weapons next year because that doesn't look like anything's getting much better for Sony and Xbox anytime soon. Yeah. How maybe about this,
0: Nintendo maybe though? Maybe the second half of the year? Yeah. But... How about Nintendo though, Matt? Six years on to Switch and it wins Platform of the Year. Six yeah. years into its cycle. That's amazing. Because you look at PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4, the first-party stuff, had already started drying up Mm -hmm. for for PlayStation 5 development way before the six-year mark. So, kudos to Nintendo again. Nintendo only having to make games for one platform has been a game-changer. It doesn't have to worry about, oh, we have the 3DS and we have the Wii U. Oh, we have the GameCube and the GBA. No, all its forces are now just concentrated on that one focal point, and it has been a game-changer. And this year was incredible for Switch. To me, it just blew the doors off of every other platform. I hear you; PC would be my runner-up, but PC didn't have a whole lot of exclusive games this year. PC never does, really. and a lot of the ports coming from the console side ended up being busted. And so that's kind of where mm-hmm. I drew the line between. I mean, PC PC, and PC is
1: sort of like a fallback mm-hmm. if you just didn't yeah. nothing else really sang to you that year, you know? Because PC is always sort of at the same level of that because of the nature no, right. of the
0: platform, it wins when the consoles have really yeah. bad years usually, and
1: even when it's not doesn't have a lot of exclusive PC only stuff. Everything generally looks better yep. on that, or runs better, usually, unless you're talking about Jedi Survivor. <laughs> and,
0: um, so there's that. You know, It's, it's sort of a good fallback. Yep. Um, we got to pick it up, actually. I just checked the time. we got to get going. All right. We are now moving into our categories where we have a runner-up and a winner. And we have one, two, four of those. First up, best graphics. Never more important than it is now with the new consoles hitting their stride. Matt, what's your runner-up for the best graphics of 2023? Runner-up
1: is Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Yep. Um, which, A, was an expansion pack, and, B, completely overhauled how the visuals worked in the game overall, so I thought it counted. Yep. Uh, it definitely looks different after that
0: uh, after that expansion. Yep, for sure. And, unfortunately, I forgot to load B-roll for that, which sucks because it's best graphics, the one category you really need to see the games, and I don't have B-roll of Phantom Liberty, unfortunately. Um, my runner-up for Best Graphics is Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, I talked a little bit about it earlier, about the art style. One thing I try to do with these awards, if I can, because we get a runner-up and a winner for Best Graphics, is I try to pick one for its art style and the art side of it, and then another for just its technical horsepower, so to speak. Um, and this year's pick for the arty side of it, is Super Mario Brothers Wonder. If you really pay attention to what's going on in that game, the animation as like things transform and the world transforms. They're all polygonal by the way. Almost mm-hmm. everything in that game is built out of polygon. So oh, yeah. they're having to animate all that stuff. It is a technical marvel. It is probably Anti-anti-
1: whatever anti aliasing they're putting on that. It's incredible. Like, like you don't you don't see a jagged line anywhere. You would never know that game was running on Switch
0: mm-hmm. ever. Like it is the perfect like combination of art and tech.
1: I would. I wish the 3D ones looked like that. Yep. I mean, I know there's no way to... I mean, you could probably do it on a
0: 4090 or something. Yeah, yeah. But, like... But, yeah, it's incredible. So, that, to me, on the arty side of things, Super Mario Brothers Wonder was the best-looking game of 2023. And then the winner for best graphics of 2023, we both agree on this one. Mm-hmm. It is Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. We just talked about this in the last episode of Game Face, where I declared mm-hmm. that it was... Probably the best looking game I'd ever seen with my own eyes. Somebody tried to call me out saying I say that all the time, (laughs) which was wrong, but it is. Mm -hmm. I think it is the best looking game that I've ever seen, Matt.
1: Yeah. And Um, continuing to play uh, it. So
0: when we finished the show on Tuesday, I went down and I checked out the game (laughs) on Matt's PC. With full unobtainium settings (laughs) on. Holy crap. Mm -hmm. Wow. I wish we had got our B-roll from your rig. I mean it looks great on PS5 don't get me wrong our B-roll is yeah. stunning but dude. there's just a little
1: extra oomph oh, on that PC man version. just incredible it's uh, yeah it's there's moments where you just you just stop and you're like holy crap like it's it's like see, it's almost the same it's the same feeling you get when you see a sunrise when you're hiking or That's something a good it's point. like it's like what the hell like and I think you know I, you, I could kind of flip a coin between this and cyberpunk a lot of the time. I think part of it just whether which aesthetic appeal, appeals to you more, other than nature aesthetic or no. the, the cyberpunk, you know, ultra urban aesthetic. But what real what ends up giving uh, Avatar the 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 edge for me is. Um, there is a little bit of pop-in and pop-up in the uh, when you're riding the Ikron, the, Akron, the, the, the yep, Banshee. There is a little bit. There's but, LOD issues, too. Yeah, there's some LOD, but it's a lot less than there is of the same issues when you're driving a car on the freeway in the Badlands in Cyberpunk. Yep. So Avatar just sort of holds it all together a little more.
0: I mean, the one thing I would say that does kind of give me a little bit of a pause with this game is that it, it does look samey. I mentioned this when we reviewed it on Game Face that like there's three major biomes in the game and you spend a lot of time in each biome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does start to get a little repetitive over time after you get to like hour eight in that biome or whatever. But still. Yeah. It, but then, then you'll turn around
1: and the light will hit through some trees at the right angle and you're like,
0: what the hell? Like, yeah. It's remarkable. It really is. And this B-roll is all PlayStation 5 that we're seeing here. Um, and it looks real good on the consoles too. Oh yeah. I mean, this engine scales very, very well. What's encouraging to me too is that this is Ubisoft's engine. We are going to be seeing yeah. games built in this engine for a long, long yeah, time to come. The, and that's real time, people. That is a real. Th- it's just crazy what massive. games are
1: doing. And this is massive entertainment. They're making Star Wars Outlaws. So yeah. If Star Wars Outlaws looks even half this good, that'll be the best looking Star Wars game ever made. Yeah, like, absolutely. And it's great because part of that game from that trailer seems to be exploring the different planets and going and like that's. Great. Yep. Amazing. Yep. Just the just the detail in the clothing and the moving parts (laughs) on all the clothes and everything. That's going to be super cool. Just look at the
0: foliage and how it's all lit and it's all casting Mm -hmm. shadows. It's.
1: I mean, look at look at the look at the bowstring bouncing independently of the bow. Yeah. It's the detail is incredible. (laughs) You know, some of that's just Cameron being Cameron. He's like, nope, needs to look better. Go back. Yeah.
0: I wish the game
1: played as well as it looks. It's yeah, not a bad it, game, but no but it's i mean it is just far cry Pandora, yeah, avatar cry, but like which is fine like i' i I am still playing it i I enjoy it because I like far cry and it's it's something to do yep uh now and you know it's it's a good it's a good podcast game if you're just doing like open world stuff flying around picking up the various things um I don't like the harvesting
0: yeah really now one thing I will say is like um I didn't think this was a tough pick. It is, to me, the best looking game. But I did consider Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty because in a lot of cases, there's a lot more going on in that world. Yeah. Versus this game, like in this, it's like you're in nature. There's trees and, and everything's blowing in the breeze, but there's no human beings. There's not a lot of high poly stuff yeah, like moving but, and animating. But and every
1: once in a while, you get one of those big Vista things, and there's all there's the the RDA choppers moving flying through. Like all the flying around, like five miles away. Everything, all the all the herds of creatures are moving down below. It's yeah. just like it's all there. It's pretty it's amazing. Just, it's man. Really good. It
0: really is a technical marvel,
1: and it, I'm glad yeah. that
0: Ubisoft has an engine that is primed. For the future. Yeah, so Snowdrop is
1: Snowdrop, I think, has been slept
0: on a little bit, judging by this. Hell yeah. That's a friggin' stunner. So there you go, our winner for Best Graphics of 2023, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora. Next up, most innovative. And this can be anything. It can be a game, it can be just like a mechanic inside a game, it can be a person or anything related to games that we found innovative. We have a runner-up for this, and we have a winner. And both of us have the same runner-up. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to not give this this one the winner, honestly. And yeah, I that thought is, about it. I did, too. It was really close. And it is The Making of Karateka, which, if you guys remember, it's like a playable documentary. And we talked about it when we covered it on the show that this is something, this is a template that can be mm. used over and over and over again. And sure enough... Just like a week and a half ago, we found out that there is another game that is getting this very same treatment.
1: Yeah. So, and this is apparently a, a kind of an iteration on how the same team did uh, the 50th anniversary Atari collection. Mm-hmm. That has a lot of the same. It is kind of similar stuff in it, uh, but uh, the, this is notable in that it's one game. It's right. the history of one game yeah. and one man, and kind of the, the the how that all developed. And it has all these like. You know, it, it, this is the most complete history of a single game I think I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. And it's all in an interactive and fun. I mean, yeah. it, this, this could transcend games and just be a new way to do documentaries where you interact with the documentary instead of just sitting there passively watching it. So this is, a to, be, to me, it could be a paradigm shift for all entertainment, not just games. But for our purposes, it's a huge paradigm shift for games. And we're going to see this type of stuff, I think, until the day I die. So... A big part of measuring innovation is how often is it going to be duplicated in the future? I feel like this is going to be duplicated pretty consistently yeah. going forward. So, And
1: the team, clearly, this is their, what they're going to be doing Is it's been so successful for them. So yep. I can't wait to see what their next thing is. Please do Wings of Fury. Yeah. <laughs> I love that game on the Apple IIe. Yep.
0: And then, Matt, what is your winner for most innovative of 2023? Uh, my winner is Tears of the Kingdom. Let me make sure I have good B-roll for this, because there's a very specific thing that you're looking for here when you talk about the mm. innovation, right? Yeah, I'm, t- I'm talking about the building system, which I don't actually like very much. Oh, really?
1: Um, I, I, It's not what I want from a Zelda game. It's, I, I think it short-circuits the design of what Zelda should be. I, I really dislike a lot of it. However, it is one of the most impressive technical achievements of the year. Um the fact that they took all this stuff and you can put it all together and make it all work in these weird predictable and unpredictable ways. Yeah, the unpredictable I, part is really the crazy part. And I, <laughs> I have never, I mean, I played this game for about 80 hours, I'd say. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw any of it glitch. No. It didn't Never. through shit. No. Nope. It didn't break apart <laughs> randomly. Like it, it should, it
0: never like, did anything it shouldn't no, do. No, it,
1: everything, it all, everything interacted with itself the way you'd expect it to and the way it's intended to. Like, I I cannot think of a system like this that is this clean. I don't think any other
0: developer would ever do this either. Yeah, especially (laughs) not out of the gate. Like,
1: (laughs) you know, maybe you could argue that like Minecraft has like more variety in certain things or whatever, but Minecraft has that variety after like 12 years.
0: But here's what I like about Tears of the Kingdom is, you don't have to build the fan piece. No. In Minecraft, you have to build everything and then snap all the parts together. In this, they build the parts and you just do the snapping. And that to me as an adult, Is vastly superior.
1: And there is an element, you know, I do like the idea of all these different pieces and you can figure out how they go together and what they can do and then like the weird things you can do with them that maybe they weren't meant to do or like they weren't the original thing you'd think of to do with it. Like that's cool. But again, it's just not what I want from a Zelda game. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
1: But that doesn't mean that I don't recognize the absurd achievement that has, I mean, people complained about the delays and the extra year they took and stuff, but like it was clearly time well spent because this is one of the most flawless things I've ever seen in terms of how that all works together. Like it's incredible. Yeah. Like there's no, there's nothing to compare to it. And again,
0: only Nintendo would do it. Yeah, only. To, <laughs> and, I mean, I, I mean, I have. No like, one else is going to work my, that hard on something like that. Every
1: developer and programmer friend I have was looking at the clips of this game, and be like, I've never seen anything like. that. Well, yeah, like, I don't even know where you begin doing it yeah. so clean. So, and like just the momentum of things, like you know, things where it's like the, the way the. The like you build the big monster truck thing and it rolls through the lava while being pulled by a rope and then something on top of it is also moving because it's being pulled right yeah. on top. Of the it, the physics moving. are all there and you're, and you're pushing the thing on top. So, and, and and the guy the guys like there's like 14 different physics systems happening in one scene thing here. Like your your brain is just seeing that as one movement. Yeah. But there's all these things working oh, together yeah. and they're not. It's not fake. It's
0: not. It's it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yep. It's again only Nintendo would ever do it. Most studios would be like, it's not worth so the effort.
1: It's not just the innovation of like being able to put all these things in there to kind of create puzzles and create like situations and toys out of them. It's also just it's it's an innovation to say we're gonna do that and we're gonna do it flawless. Yeah. We're yeah. gonna do it without any kind of version breaking or or problems or things where you have to work around. Like yep. it just doesn't happen in that game. And that's amazing. I mean,
0: there probably should be games that are just that. Like, Nintendo should probably just put out a game that, like, just lets you build stuff without yeah, all the other stuff around it. Make make normal Zelda. Yeah, the tech's there. The yeah,
1: Because, yeah. I mean, I, I know they've talked about, you know, they talk about how, like, in those interviews recently where Anuma was basically like, yeah, we're
0: sticking is, with the open world. We're sticking with
1: the open world, but, like, we may not do the the building stuff right. the same way. Um, you sh- they should probably just take
0: that. You could make an entire different IP out of that. We'll see it again. I mean, we've been seeing, like, the fluid tech from Super Mario Sunshine for like the last fifteen years. Yeah, I mean, so. I, think, I think
1: you'll definitely see it as part of things. Yeah. Like, I could definitely see like um, even if you made a traditional Zelda, I don't think you'd be able to resist the temptation of having like at least a couple of, a couple of dungeons be like build a build, build a thing. stuff to get yeah. through it. Yeah, yep.
0: Yeah. Good pick. Um, my my pick as winner for the most innovative thing from twenty twenty three is the PlayStation accessibility controller. Now, just the idea of an accessibility controller is actually still kind of innovative. There aren't a lot of them, although Microsoft certainly was well ahead of the curve on this stuff. And you guys may remember, I've told this story before. I have one of my very best friends who is also one of my very best gaming friends uh, when I lived in Philadelphia. In his 30s, he had six strokes, and he is disabled. And he... He told me, I just talked to him like a year ago or whatever, and he told me that the thing he misses more than anything from his prior life is being able to play video games, which is kind of sad in some ways, but, but also invigorating. And when I saw this for the first time, and I told him about the Xbox controller a long time ago, and he ended up messaging me and saying, yeah, that doesn't really work for me, uh, maybe something eventually will come along. And then the PlayStation accessibility controller showed up. And what the key to it is how it's modular and you can change it and adjust it based upon what your disability is. Like my buddy, he's had a stroke and so he's controlling things with his hands is tough. Like one of his hands is kind of gripped permanently. Mm. um, And like one of his arms, like he can't extend as far. So he needs to be able to adjust like the distance between the stick and the buttons. And PlayStation's controller allows you to do that. Um, And I just, you know, just the modular nature of it is going to make it so much more accessible to so many more people with disabilities. It's opening the door for gameplay for people who maybe thought they'd never, ever be able to play video games again. That to me is just like almost like a gift from God. So I love... Just first of all, that a big thing from this year, Matt, was accessibility across the industry in general. Trying to make games playable and enjoyable for everybody, that is just a noble pursuit in general. And to see it come through in all the R&D money that PlayStation has to spend to build something like this and then ultimately release it, it just warms my heart. I, I hope that they keep pushing in this area so they can come up with controllers that are even better for people with disab- that are disabled and more people can, can enjoy the hobby that we love more than any other. So... Big props to PlayStation, props to Xbox at first because they did it first, but then PlayStation took the ball and ran with it. So, my pick for most innovative of 2023 is the PlayStation Access controller. All right, we're heading down the home stretch. Our next award isn't really an award at all, it's our most anticipated game of 2024. And once again we have runners up and winners for this matt what is your runner up for most anticipated game of 2024 well it's kind of slim pickings because we don't know a lot about next year this is why i this is how i started realizing that like next year isn't like that amazing i started looking for like my most anticipated games and i was like i think there will be plenty of stuff we just don't know about them yet you think yes i hope
1: so i hope you're right it might be loaded in the back part of the year
0: yeah and your pick is for your runner up. Dragon's Dogma 2. Yeah. Which isn't a bad pick. It's not like I'm saying like in another year it wouldn't be Dragon's Dogma 2 or anything like that. But I mean it probably would still it might be mine.
1: Be. Yeah. Like I because I like the first one a lot. Yep. Um and this look definitely looks like more of the same. <laughs> um, which I don't have a problem with, but I'm sure I imagine when this comes out there's gonna be people complaining that it still feels janky and weird. Yeah. Um I I could make an argument that I don't know if a game that isn't janky and weird is dragon's dogma it's almost part of its identity at this point but um yeah i'm looking for i never thought we would get another one of the you know the first one wasn't exactly setting the sales charts on fire yeah yeah I i mean that game came out what 10 something years ago yeah that was a long time ago it was yep Um, And I only found out about it because I was reading like impressions online like three days before it came out where people were talking about how cool it was at night. It was actually dark and you had to wander under the lantern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. So I got it and I really loved it. Um, And the Darker Risen version is even better. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, I'm looking. I'm very happy we're getting more of this. Looking forward to it. I'm happy it's coming out way sooner than I thought it was.
0: Yep. Um, Okay, my pick, my runner up for most anticipated game of 2024 might surprise you guys because it's not my winner and that is Star Wars Outlaws. Open world, action RPG, set in the Star Wars universe. Looks absolutely incredible, both visually and gameplay-wise. Kind of the game I've been waiting almost my whole life for, it almost feels mm-hmm. like. Um, it was very hard for me to I not... I she had a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> it was very hard for me to not place this at first, but I think you'll see when you hear my pick, sort of the angle that I went with my winner. Um, I don't know that I need to talk this up. I think everybody is... Yeah. Probably looks at this as the game that they can't wait to play for yeah, next my year. My only thing is i d I'm not one
1: hundred percent certain this is not this is coming out next year.
0: I'm a little worried it'll be delayed too. Yeah. yeah. But as of right now, it is scheduled for next year and so it's totally fair game to pick this. And Matt, we might as well just move on to your winner here because yeah, which is your Star winner for most anticipated is Star Wars Outlaws. Yeah. Um and I think surprising you, nobody. I think if you pulled po- well, I think if you polled most players, it would probably be the winner. Yeah. Um, as far as like what's the game most people cannot wait to play next year, I think most people are going to say it's this one. So, because it, it's just, it just is the game that we've all been waiting to play for way, way too long. It shouldn't have taken this long to get this game, but it has. But now it's coming and we can all rejoice as I Star mean, Wars you, fans.
1: You license it to EA,
0: you're going to lose seven to eight years. So, yeah. Um, and then my winner for most anticipated whatever for 2023. It's a switch too. <laughs> and whatever launch software it has. I'm assuming Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, I mean I I would also like to play
1: Metroid Prime 4. I couldn't put this in just cuz there's nothing to look forward to yet because we don't I know mean I'm looking
0: forward to the hardware like more than any game. Like yeah, the new Nintendo hardware, that's the big freaking deal, man. Oh, like, uh, no, not for me. Well, not for you, yeah. because they have the hybrid thing going on right now. But there is a chance that it's not even a hybrid. Like, you, know, you don't know 100% yet. I we, mean, that would be... I think we'd be really surprised.
1: Pretty surprising.
0: But yeah, you just never know. It's Nintendo. They're, like, I never get as excited for hardware announcements as I do for Nintendo's hardware announcements. Because I know I, what the PlayStation uh, 6 is going to be. Right, but that's... I know what the next Xbox is going to be. I kind of prefer that, though. I, I mean, you ultimately prefer the end result, but right. as far as the anticipation and trying to figure out what it is, like I don't think there's any comparison between the three. Like, uh, I, from, I mean, to you, it's exciting
1: anticipation. To me, it's like, what bullshit are they going to put in this thing not to work around to get a decent <laughs> gaming experience out of it? And to, to the Switch's credit, that's probably the least I've had to work around something since the Wii came out. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and I just think about the launch software, Mario Kart 9, Metroid Prime 4, like... There's going to be some, like, 3D... There should be a 3D Mario there at launch. It is time. I mean, to me, Switch 2 launch, bit easily, the most anticipated thing of 2024 for me. So, um, now you see why. Most anticipated game? Definitely Star Wars Outlaws. Most anticipated thing? Switch 2 for me. Um, All right. And we've reached the zenith of the show. It is time for us to announce... Our Game of the Year for 2023. This is another category where we have a runner-up and a winner. Matt, I have to admit, I was really surprised by your runner-up for Game of the Year. What is it? It is Everspace 2. Everspace 2. making another, making another appearance. Yeah, I was I was surprised in a year with so many amazing games that this was your runner up. Yeah. I mean, I really looked at like my, my play time on things and things that I remembered
1: best and things that I was willing to go back to and and go back to again should DLC or something come out. And Everspace 2 just like, you know, pulled me in more than just about anything else except maybe Starfield, yeah. but this delivered on the thing I care about in terms of a space game, way more than Starfield did. Starfield has the exploration and the scanning and all that. But there's a point at which you could just imagine Starfield just takes place on one planet. Mm -hmm. That is impossible in this game. The the ships and the dogfighting and the explosions and the astronomy elements and flying through crazy... You know, nebula's and ice, ice asteroid fields and all that. I think that is what this game is. Yep. And it's the closest thing to some could recapturing that sort of old Tie Fighter Wing Commander thing that exists right now. And I'm including Star Citizen in that because that's not an actual game. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Maybe once they put a flight model in it, yeah. we'll talk about <laughs> it. But that's about three years late. Right yeah. Um, so yeah, this was this was a great surprise. I also didn't expect it to be. I didn't expect to like this as much as I did because I didn't like Everspace 1 that much because it was very much like a roguelike sort of Dark Souls in space thing. Like mm-hmm. to the point that if you died, you respawned and went to go get your stuff back. From it, like it a bonfire all, or something? No, from like where you die. It was, it was <laughs> uh, the same thing. It was, the, yeah. it, was, it was... I think it might have even been procedural gender. But this They're
0: is, trying to find that out in space. That's a pain yeah, in Yeah, it was ass. not a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> but this is a handcrafted... art. I mean, it's a, a little more like what I wish um, um, Rebel Galaxy... Had become, yeah. Um, which I only learned this year that the guy who made that has retired from video games. Wow! Like the, the Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, he b- b- supported for like two years, and he doesn't do that anymore. No, and that's that's too bad. But I understand. I mean, he's been in the business since Diablo One or something. Time to hang him um, up. So yeah, but like so. Yeah, this was this was a great surprise and a great. Um, it's just a great game. Yeah, and it's. I think it's on. It's on PC and PlayStation and Xbox. I do. If you have any. Any patience for dogfighting or space stuff, give it a shot because it's gorgeous and it delivers. Okay. And the story's not bad either. It's, it's it, they, th- they put a lot of thought into the world, more thought than they really needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: I appreciate that. Okay. Um, my runner-up for game of the year, this was the hardest decision of these entire awards. There were literally like five games that I considered for runner-up. I finally called that down to two. And those two games were Resident Evil 4 Remake and Marvel Spider-Man 2. And so I mentioned earlier when I gave Resident Evil 4 the nod for Best Action Adventure over Marvel Spider-Man 2 that I felt a little weird but still okay doing that for a genre award. But things may be a little bit different when I talk about something like Game of the Year. And that's exactly what happened. I just could not... I couldn't give a remake a Game of the Year nod. I just couldn't. Like, because there, even though it has drastically changed, there was still the core, the base of the game was there. And I just want to reward new products when it comes to Game of the Year awards. And so my runner-up for Game of the Year is Marvel Spider-Man 2. It is an It may be, like, the perfect action-adventure. I loved everything about it. I loved every minute of it. I even thought that it was the perfect length. Like, I just had started to get a couple inklings in my mind that I was starting to get a little bit tired of it and it ended like it just they nailed it like you can see that this is the third game in a series that insomniac has gotten better and better at creating it has sort of finally figured it out and created the ultimate spider-man and superhero game and matt maybe this is a nice segue to transition over to your actual game of the year winner which is
1: which is spider marvel spider-man 2 yep um. Yeah, I, pr- I pretty much agree with all that. I do. I think maybe we could have used one fewer Venom fight near the end. Yeah. So you you um, you thought the Venom stuff outwore its welcome? I just in the ter- in terms of like it felt like doing the same thing three times to beat him in each, yeah. each form. And they, they, I mean, you fight him like I think five or six separate ways. Uh-huh. And at a certain point, it's I'm an like, epic okay, can final
0: boss. Yeah. Okay, like, <laughs> he's got
1: wings now. Can we move on, please? Yeah. Like it, it was like it, it, a little much, but yeah. like. Um, and part of that's just me being like, I. I mean, I, Venom used to be my favorite sto- comic book villain, like, period. Yeah. I think a lot of the more recent stuff with the King and Black thing and, and the way they've the direction they've gone with the symbiotes is mostly sort of dumb. Yeah. And this game does incorporate some of that by the end, and I still think it's dumb. Yeah. But um, still, <laughs> but it all, you know the the fights are go- it's just to me, um, the fall of Otto Octavius is a was a much more compelling overall story. This is still great. But all the me- the most memorable moments of Spider-Man One for me are that last act of Otto breaking everybody out of the raft and mm-hmm. all that shit going down and the conflict with Silver Sable getting in your way while you're trying to stop like that all that tension was great and in this um, it's just not quite the same and all my memory all my most tangible memories in this game are the side quests like we mm. talked about before yeah like they're amazing. The- all, and I, it's bizarre to me that people hate the side quests. Like, <laughs> like you, I see that all the time. People are like, "The side quests suck." I and think it's. Uh, I think a certain kind of person is going to say the side kind of quests person, suck. Maybe younger and people get as much out of it. And I am not that certain kind of, of person. It. <laughs> like there's there's some there's maybe a little more self reflection in the side quest of this game than you might expect from superheroes in yeah. their early to mid twenties. Yeah. Because this game is mostly made by people in their forties. Right. Um, yeah.
0: that's a good point actually. I but, never really thought about that. Yeah. But, but like in my twenties, I wasn't very self reflective at all. No, not at all.
1: <laughs> you got all the time in the world. Why would you think about dying? Right. Yeah. Um but like this is know, yeah, and I I one of the things I do love about this, and this is this is good B roll for it, is is the camaraderie between Peter and Miles. Uh, and kind yep. of running into him and the other uh, so finishing missions with him, like or the random crimes and they, yeah. you, know, you can you can do a little little fist bump and hug with him. It's yeah. like, like their relationship is great, and of course they play that up because you have to break that relationship once he's in the black suit and becomes a dick about yep. it. Um, but like, uh, yeah, overall, like there wasn't, there's nothing really else like. <laughs> it's this. really hard to
0: find any weaknesses, man. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, I really struggled to find any criticisms of this game. Yeah,
1: I uh, I guess if I had to, I didn't really like the mysteriums very much. All right, they're just they're just sort of fight challenges, and that yeah. wasn't super interesting to me. But even then, the the person who has to play those are Miles, and Miles is the most interesting character yeah. to play fights with. So they even they even got that right. Yeah, in that regard. Yep. But I will admit that I I hundred percent of the first two games. I did not 100% this because I got tired of playing the Mysteriums. Interesting. So there's my one criticism of this game.
0: I have none. I I, loved it from beginning to end. But bring (laughs) bring on the DLC, whatever it is. Yep. Well, they just delayed the game plus till next
1: year. Yeah, which I'm fine. With. Yeah, whatever. It's a little. I mean, I, I have
0: plenty of other stuff to play.
1: Right. And it's a little. <laughs> I guess it is a little weird. You know, the weather, con- the time of day control from yeah. the first game it, from launch. But people are really complaining about like New Game Plus not being at launch. I'm like, first off, no one has New Game Plus at launch. Yeah. You don't need
0: New Game Plus yeah, at launch. You need to play you the first play the game, game first.
1: <laughs> but also, the first game didn't get New, new Game Plus until the first DLC pack. Right. So yeah.
0: we're actually getting it earlier this time. Yeah, this is faster. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, it's my turn to share my game of the year for 2023. My guess is you've probably already figured it out by now because I've talked about it several times and given it other awards. My game of the year for 2023 is Baldur's Gate 3. I don't know if I need to flog the dead horse again and explain mm. why this game is so incredible.
1: Don't flog the Asterian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> flog the Asterian. He's more than flogged at this point.
0: Personally, this took me back to my childhood in so many ways. I can't tell you how many memories came rushing back in my mind while playing this, just at the most unexpected moments. Um, I love the cast of the game, I love how I never knew what was going to happen, I love how I could try stuff and it always worked. <laughs> like It seemed like anything I came up with and I gave it a whirl, like it would work at least a little bit. And there just aren't enough games like that that are so freeform that you can play them exactly how you want them. And, ultimately, experience a story that you want to experience as well. Um, just It's just great from top to bottom. I also struggle to find any faults with this game at all, honestly. Um, It's just kind of peerless and incredible and long and valuable and everything I look for from video games. So Baldur's Gate 3 is my game of the year for 2023. Congratulations, Sound Wizard. I know this isn't as... (laughs) Is it as big a deal as seeing all the people go across the stage at Jeff Keeley's big thing? But um, it, I but care. But if they
1: were here, they, we'd let them talk for as long as they want.
0: <laughs> exactly. I would let you give your acceptance speech here on Sifted. That's for sure. But uh, for me, Baldur's Gate Three, Game of the Year for twenty twenty three, and being that i come from game trailers we do have one more fun category and that is the best trailer of the year i do this every year i'm usually the only one that does it matt your pick was a star wars outlaws trailer mm-hmm. my pick it has to be grand theft auto 6 it just has to be it's the the most watched game trailer in the history of video game trailers and while i don't think it's necessarily the best trailer mm-hmm. Bottom line is there's never been a trailer that mattered more than that one. And so for me, it's Grand Theft Auto 6. Um, Artistically, some other trailers that really caught my eye. Last Sentinel, which was just shown at the Game Awards. It's that crazy trailer where the person comes in on the motorcycle, wipes out all the enemies. Her helmet Mm -hmm. comes off. It's a female ninja. That trailer. I I like that, but I I can't give
1: Trailer of the Year to a CG trailer ever again. Yeah. it, It has to be in-engine, yeah. which
0: I mean, all I the did. others are. I, mean, I gave it to Grand Theft Auto. G- but I mean,
1: GTA is very much in-engine. Still
0: a great trailer, though, Last Sentinel. And then my other one is... My other runner-up is a game called Baby Steps. Do you remember that trailer? It's yeah, like... The guy has to kind they of... They can't walk. Can't walk, right? Yeah. Walking along the... And the reason I picked that one is because it's funny. And there aren't enough funny trailers anymore, Matt. Like, everything is just so deathly serious anymore. Like, nobody will take the piss out of their own game anymore. And yeah. that's why well, I worst, love Baby Steps. The
1: worst trailers to me are, are these days are always the game is a service with a bunch of guys in exosuits with a very dire mission they yeah. must complete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you have no idea what you're looking. It's, it's yeah. like which, this could be one of forty games, and yeah. you don't know what you're yeah, like that exo verse verse. Yeah, the, yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. What, what
0: are you <laughs> exactly? What are you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, there you go. Those are all our awards. This is our last stream of 2023, and so we are going to do a little bit of Q and A with you guys, even though we're already way over time. Uh, but before we do that, here's a word from our sponsor. SoundWizardry.com. Experience the realm of extraordinary audio with Sound Wizardry. With a decade long journey in sound design, we animate your movies and video games with the breath of sound. Our wide ranging services include sound design, Foley, sound mixing and mastering, audio implementation, dialogue mastering, and the crafting of unique sound effects from freshly recorded material. Our portfolio contains Baldur's Gate 3, Steven Universe, Alan Wake 2, Gwent, Cyberpunk 2077, and more. Visit soundwizardry.com and let us transmute your vision into an auditory marvel. Again, I just want to really thank all our sponsors and soundwizardry.com for sponsoring us Game Face throughout the year. It has made a big, big difference for us. They're a great partner. They're awesome people. They're obviously amazing at what they do. They did the sound design and a lot of sound work on our game or my game of the year, Baldur's Gate 3. They worked on at least two game of the year candidates from this year. Go to soundwizardry.com for any of your sound needs, literally Anything they will help you with. They have helped us. I've had borked audio from Pactor Factor they've worked on. I've had borked audio from Game Face, three hours long, that they've worked on. They've taken out the hiss, taken out echoes. They can do pretty much anything. If you have any project that you're working on that has any sound-related issues at all, check out soundwizardry.com. A great partner, very talented, and we're very thankful for their sponsorship. All right. We're way over time, but we're going to answer some questions, damn it. Because, again, this is it. This is the last time we're going to see you guys until 2024. Let's answer a couple, Matt. Um, Derek D says, happy holidays. Remember your Twitch Prime people. I do. I've called out all of them. No, I think he's telling people to remember to subscribe. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You guys know I appreciate every single one of you guys that are doing Twitch Prime, man. I really, really do. Uh, Rock and Roll458, what is a game considered obscure, even among the hardcore gaming community, that you most enjoy? I mean, Everspace 2 has got to be I mean, Matt, (laughs) (laughs) you definitely (laughs) follow. There you go. He just gave two awards to Everspace 2, including his runner-up for Game of the Year. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good one right there. I think, Matt, in general, you gravitate to some games that are in your wheelhouse it may not be in a lot of other people's wheelhouses mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that makes the show great I tend to stay more in like the mainstream I resonate with a lot of the stuff that a lot of other people do you tend to find hidden gems that a lot of people haven't latched onto I think it's a strength of our show for sure Sinatig, um, best in word and I'm sorry how Pactor pronounces your name every time it's become <laughs> funny at this point so I just let him do it what does he say Sinatix, <laughs> <Cinetic? Cinetic. laughs> he does it like four different ways he can never get it right uh, sorry, I lost your question now. Um, best and worst trends in gaming this year? For me, best trend was accessibility. I just talked about it.
1: Yeah, accessibility is good. Also, the slow death of the game as a service.
0: Yeah, like that's a good trend. trend. <laughs> yeah. uh, what about bad things from this year? Um, I mean,
1: constant layoffs and not acknowledging yeah. the problem that is causing that. Yeah. Well, The other
0: thing, too, you guys may not have realized it, but if if you sift it every day you know like it's a record
1: year for like review scores and revenues but thousands of people lost their job
0: not only that matt hardware sales were down 24 percent year over year in november that is a huge freaking red flag huge third year of these consoles in november and the first year they're like really readily available you couldn't even get them there's it is that is bad that sent up a huge red flag for me i was like oh shit man that is bad that is a bad bad trend people are not buying hardware Mm with no hardware you can't buy the software like although i admit like the hardware sales are up there to the point that like
1: you're kind of hitting the, the the top the plateau at this point because so many, I think a lot of people bought the new hardware sooner than they normally would have because of the
0: pandemic. It, I'm sure. Because they were trapped at home. and Yeah. yeah. And like, a lot of people had. A like lot That was people. the perfect time to
1: throw a PS5 yeah. at people. They had if you, time if you to try get, and find it. If you could get one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I hear you. So there you go. Um, but all the main part, I mean, part of that might just be your, you know, the, to the point of like, what were, you, what were you buying? If you hadn't already bought a PlayStation or Xbox, why would you have been convinced to buy one this November? Yeah. There's yep. nothing new to really do that.
0: Yep. Um, ZabumaFu with the Crack Bros, uh, one of our patrons. Thank you for all your support. We appreciate it very much. Um, why do you guys place a heavy emphasis on storage space in the age of terabyte download speeds? Because that has to go somewhere.
1: Yeah, you got to put it somewhere.
0: <laughs> you got you to put that store. You have to also, store the media somewhere. Most people don't have terabyte download speeds.
1: Like, it's still. Yeah, takes I mean, time. I don't know.
0: Maybe you live in Europe, but, dude, I live in West LA, and I don't have no damn terabyte download speeds. Right. I don't even have, like, a megabit. Like, I pay for it, but I don't get it. And I definitely don't get the upload speeds that I'm paying for. Yeah. I can tell you that
1: much. Yeah, like, I have fast internet, but it doesn't mean I want to sit there and wait for God of War Ragnarok yeah. to re download again. And
0: then the other thing, too, is that we're different from you guys. Like, you guys buy, like, one game a month, maybe. Be. and sure you play that game you finish it you delete it and then you download your next game we don't it's like we are constantly playing like five or six games at a time and i'll be honest with you the new call of duty is like 220 gigs already matt mm-hmm. that's insane that's nuts it is freaking nuts that's why we complain and to your point you're right we probably shouldn't talk about it as much because it doesn't affect you guys like it affects us so point taken um, Esplanade, do you think the Steelers should fire Mike Tomlin? No, but I do think that his ass should be on the hot seat. And I do think that when he hires his new offensive coordinator, he needs to hire somebody outside of the organization. Uh, one more, have you, or are you interested in checking out the God, Oh, the God, yeah, the God of War Valhalla DLC. I have not checked it out, but I am absolutely mm. interested in checking yeah, well, it out.
1: Um, well, yeah, the problem is I haven't finished Ragnarok, so I guess I got to do that first. Can you? You have to finish it to play it? No, I mean unless you want to know the ending. Oh, Right. It, it follows directly off the ending. Gotcha. Okay. All right. And apparently, it's a much a lot more robust than they indicated. What the mode is? The story. Like it, it, oh, like the story. It, There's an actual real bit of story, and all, like it was, a, it's a whole thing. No. Like it's a, it's a. Most of the most of that were reviews, but people I saw that were talking about it online, and the people I know were saying like they could have charged for this. No, oh. this is meaty enough. They I feel
0: charged. like PlayStation's DLC in general. That's kind of been the case. It's like really high quality stuff that they're yeah. giving for free. Like, it,
1: like it's a bunch of new voice work from uh, Christopher Judge, and um, I don't remember the guy who voices Mimir, but like it's there's a lot in there. Okay, and it's kind of a journey through the, the the enemies of the old God of Wars, and like it's a whole thing.
0: Okay, we'll give it a go. That's our last question, but before we go, it is the holiday season, and Matt is one of my very best friends, and an awesome guy, and very generous to let us do Game Face here in his home, and so I have bought him a present for Christmas. Thank you. That I hope that you'll like. If you want to open it up here on camera, that'd be cool. The bow and everything. I, yeah, I, well, I don't, I, I... don't do that. <laughs> that <too>. wasn't me. <laughs> that's the wifey. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can't open it, that's also not my fault. I mean, it is very secure. yeah. She put a candy cane in there, too. There it goes. What could it be? It's probably probably internal
1: storage. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Yep. A WD Black one terabyte.
0: Yep, for for your your Xbox Xbox Series X. Very nice. Now, Matt... I got you the PlayStation one last year, mm. which you have yet to install. I have yet to install. <laughs> and I just want to let you know, it is very easy. Yeah, this one you just put in. This one is really easy. There's a slot. You literally just shove it into the slot in the back, and you instantly have like double the storage on your Xbox. Mm. So, Matt is a very hard person to buy stuff for. Obviously, he has pretty much everything that he wants. If I can find something that he doesn't have that I can get him, I'm going to jump on it. So, Mm. I figured that might be something good for you. Plus, your Xbox is your daily driver. So, I figured the storage might make a bigger impact for you there. So, thank you. Thank you, man. Mm -hmm. Thank you for everything. So, that's it for 2023 from Sifted. We gave you guys everything we had. This episode is three hours and 20 minutes long, uh, but it is our last time streaming to you guys and being with you guys before we take the break. Uh, And so, it's worth it to spend a little bit of extra time. Um, Keep your eyes peeled on our Twitter feed at Sifted Games on Twitter. That way you'll know when we'll be back to do another show. Don't forget that there are changes coming to Game Face and some other stuff that we're doing in 2024, and we're going to need a little bit of time to do that. So... It could be a case where Game Face doesn't kick off right to begin the year, like the first couple days of January or whatever. But again, we'll be messaging all that for you guys so you know exactly what's going on. If you're on the site, you'll see it all. But if you don't go to the site, again, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Sifted Games. And this is it. This is the end of the year. Uh, If you've been listening to the show on podcast feed, on podcast services, or watching it on YouTube, and you've been enjoying the show and you want to help us out, Head to patreon.com slash sifted. You can pledge there whatever you want. If you don't want to get hooked into another subscription system and you just want to maybe give us a chunk of money to thank us for 2023, go to sifted.net slash donate. You can plug in any amount you want there. You can pay with a credit card in 130 countries. You can pay with PayPal, whatever you want to do. We'd appreciate it very, very much. Um, And I just want to say thank you to everybody for everything, everyone in our chat right now, you guys have been incredible all year long, making Game Face better. There's no doubt about it. Thanks to our sponsors, LS Cream, SoundWizardry.com, The Shazer Ryan Realty made a big difference for us this year. All of them, they're awesome. Thank you. Congratulations to Sound Wizard for winning Game of the Year. Um, Thanks to Matt. Thanks to all of you guys. Thanks to all our patrons who have been, you know, plunking in their money every month to make sure that this keeps happening. Uh, I just don't. I, I can just go on and on. I owe so many people so many thanks. You guys are all incredible, and I love you all. And I actually absolutely mean that. Uh, Matt, anything you want to say before we depart for the year? Um, go see Godzilla minus one before it leaves theaters. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us. Thanks for checking out our Game of the Year awards here at sifted.net. It's been a great 2023. A lot of that is thanks to you, but 2024 is going to be even better, and we'll see you soon. Peace, guys.